Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Oh, it's a wonderful night for blankies, blankies, blankies. Who will win? Is that it? You done? Hello, I'm Billy Crystal. <laughs> I thought you were going to do that, weirdly. I, I, I saw that in my in my mind's eye. Yeah. I debated writing a full fucking song. A song, right. But then I realized I would only have my nominees vetted. Yeah, that's why you didn't do it. That's the only reason I didn't. <laughs> I remember that time I wrote one eighth of a rap for a burger report. That's great. I got very ambitious and then in and a then weird turn of right events, out. could not take it to the finish line. <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name's Griffin Newman and I never take it to the finish line. I, I'm David Sims. Uh, I'm the Steve Martin to your Alec Baldwin. I mean, your uh, Billy Crystal and your Alec Baldwin, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Martin and Crystal. I'm the, I'm the, <laughs> I guess I'm the Franco to your Hathaway. Oh boy, I can't yeah. bring him up though. Yeah. Shit, yeah. God. Oh, God. All right. Anyway, yeah, off this to a great is, start. It could be a fun episode. <laughs> uh, what a wonderful year for Hollywood! <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood. No, Billy, stop putting on blackface. Oh, oh. oh no. Yeah, God. Uh, he did that very recently. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. Well, too too recently. Yeah. Perhaps. Uh, Sammy Davis Jr. You know what else he did? Uh, he, the Katrina uh, Jazz Man. Yeah. You know what else he did in that Oscar ceremony though? He did Tintin face. Do you remember he did. that? Yes, he did. In, in outrage He's to all Belgians, to all cartoon Belgians. Eight-year-old man at the time. <laughs> he was the emergency, like, oh shit. Yes. Like, yeah, he was Eddie Ratner. Murphy Brett, and Ratner. Yeah, Brett Ratner's right. a scumbag, and Eddie Murphy went down with that ship. So. Yeah, what a stunning turn of events. That Brett Ratner would turn out to be a scumbag? Yeah. yeah, especially eight years after we found out he was a scumbag. Shocking. Which was eight years after everyone... <laughs> <laughs> I just I just showed him that Billy Crystal is Tintin. It is... I had forgotten that. People complain about Tintin unfairly for hitting the Uncanny Valley, which I think the movie's stylized enough that it doesn't rub sure, against it. Sure, we talked it. about it on but our Tintin talk about Uncanny episode. Valley. That's literally a real human being in a wig. And it is the most, it, it activates it's all strange. the same receptors in your brain yeah. that go off when you see a rubbit. It is, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. It's it's a little weird. Tintin face. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, Ben, remind me to ask Pat Reynolds to Photoshop uh, Billy Crystal as Tintin into the artwork for this episode. Great. Hey, I'm making a note of it. Cool. Thank you, producer Ben, a.k.a. the Ben Deucer, a.k.a. the Poet Laureate, a.k.a. the Haas, a.k.a. Mr. Positive, a.k.a. Soaking Wet Benny, a.k.a. White Hot Benny, a.k.a. Dirt Bike Benny, a.k.a. the Meat Lover, a.k.a. the Fart Detective, a.k.a. the Poet Laureate, a.k.a. What was the one Fennel. you said, Joe? Uh, well, oh, I did say something oh, in the email. find the email. The, the yeah, Booker. Totally the, the Booker. The Booker. The Booker. Right. The he, Booker's he, a good one. He books us time slots. He does. That's, right. That's his job. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Don't you forget it. It's also the voice of reason. He's our <laughs> finest film critic. Now, this is one that's going to come into play a lot, I think, today. Yeah. What's that? He's a close personal friend of Dan Lewis. That oh, yeah. is. That's going to be relevant this year. And that's going to be very relevant perhaps. this year. And perhaps a tiebreaker. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, if you need so. my services, yeah. I'm here to help. Sure. But Dan, not, I mean, Dan knocked it out of the park. He did. Oh, you seen the movie great. now? Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about it a lot. He it out of the park. He sewed it out of the Sewed it out of the Hem? Griffin, yes. do you think I could make a sh- take a shot at the uh, graduated to certain titles? Please. Because I feel oh, like sure. I listened yeah, go to for enough it. Go of for this. Because I'll yeah, say yeah. this. I've been struggling recently with doing them and getting them in the right order. I don't think I've gotten all of them in the right order. Let's see what I feel like I'll give it a shot. Okay. Producer Ben Kenobi. Sure. Correct. 
Kylo Ben. Correct. Ben Night Shyamalan. Yes. Um, ben Sate. Mm-hmm. Righto. Say Benny thing. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Ailey Ben's with a dollar sign. That's right. 100%. Yeah. Um, oh. It's the Spielberg name is next. Yeah. Oh, Warhaz. Warhaz, I remember. No, I was trying to think of the Bigelow one and yes, I like, skipped right past uh, something, the Fennel Maker. Ben, ben, ben 19, the Fennel Maker. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, and I don't know what your well, Verhoeven's going to well, be. Well, we're in the middle of Verhoeven, so yeah, we don't so know. That's a we, spoiler, but you missed Nolan in between. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Wait, what was no- Nolan? was uh, Purdue Bane. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Great job. Even Thank though some you. people wanted it to be Haz al Ghul. I yep. was on board for uh, for Osama bin Laden myself. So. That's dead in the ground. Osama bin Hosley. All right. There were variations. That was one of the things. Look, the only reason. You couldn't decide on one. That was the the only reason. Some people wanted Ben Hosley. Some people wanted Ben Laden. Some people wanted Osama. We talked about Osama. And I get it. It sort of works, right? It fits in nicely. But I'm not going to be associated with this leader of the of like a Man. terrorist group. You, the demands on on this guy have really like stepped up since you guys have gotten into the fancy studio. A hundred percent. And, you know, and I, I won't be called Osama bin Laden. I know. Well, I, guess I know. That's just <laughs> that's just a simple request. Diva Joe. voice. Okay. Such a fucking diva. That's in. Is that Mariah Carey's writer that you can't refer to her as Os- Osama bin Laden? Yeah, that's probably true. It's like only green M&Ms and no referring to me as Osama bin Laden. This, of course, is our award show episode. <laughs> Your mini series on the films of Mariah Carey. Yes. Mm, Uh, Our our dear friend, uh, three time guest. We bring him in every year. That's right. He's a he's a big award head like the two of us. That's right. Know him from Decider.com, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Reed. Thank you, guys. AKA Reading Rain Joe. (laughs) That's right. Of all the weird Joe based nicknames, I've never had that one. So thank you. It's the sweatiest. It is of all nicknames. Of all nicknames. It flips your name backwards. It's not not sweaty. It's not not sweaty. Um and uh, this this is our tradition where we we pick the finest of That's the right. year. If we picked the winners, remember when Siskel and Ebert used to have that special? Love, if love. we picked the winners, I watched of course. That every one of those year. things. When I cannot fall asleep at night, I will pull those up and watch. Them. That's true. Yeah, they're great. I really like them. Do you think Siskel would have bought all those Twitter followers? Topical references. Topical reference. We're actually recording an episode that's coming out the next week. You this can is talk the, about the news. It's so rare for us. Only episode we've recorded in four or five months that will come out within right within a week, week of when. Yeah, so guys, what about that topical. government shutdown though? That's amazing, insane. Crazy. Uh, what else is going on? Um, uh, greatest Showman's killing it, as we were saying yeah. off mic. Yeah. Frigid weather outdoors. I don't know about you. Very cold snap has hit New York yeah. again. I can't wait for that episode we recorded months ago that still hasn't come out where <laughs> I believe that Flynn's testimony is <laughs> going to have Trump impeached by the time the episode comes oh, out. Oh, boy. Hey, you never know. Still hasn't come out. Still hasn't come out. A um, lot, lot of big, lot, big, big, big things going on in the news. You hear about this? You read about this? Uh, Oscar fever. Has got right. this town by we the We always record this episode after the noms, mm-hmm. and the noms are out. Yes, so sure now are. we can be contrary. Yes, sure. Uh, no, I, to I, a I, point. I feel like I, I want to ask you guys this. Now that we have, like, because we're dudes who have all for years, if not decades, made our own lists in every category. I, I remember yeah, doing this for sure. at least, you know, uh, middle school. Yeah, you know? I've done this for as long as I've had a computer. Yeah, nice. I think I've done this for 15 years now. I still have old notebooks that I'll find that have just like lists. I would go through. Oh, yes. You know what I would do? This is a little, this is maybe yeah. too dorky. I would buy those, uh, the Leonard Malton books. Mm-hmm. books. And I would literally like write down, I would page through it and write yeah. down every movie I had seen. That's interesting. Uh, and that's too much free time. I thought you were going to do the opposite. It makes more sense right. to write down the list of the things you hadn't but seen, so you had a list across. Well, that that's a long more, list. Yeah. Though. Those sure. books are yeah. dense. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, but, but we all have been doing this for a long time. But now, now we have a, a platform. Yes. A platform that has grown. That's true. When we started doing this. That's true. And uh, I wonder how much you guys feel, because it's certainly a thing that comes into my mind about, like, when I'm on the edge, you know, I have, like, I'm down to my seven contenders for my five slots. Yeah. How much I feel like, well, if this person got an Oscar nomination, unless I feel so strongly for them, I might let them fall by the wayside because I feel like it's that more important to represent the things that I feel like aren't getting attention anywhere else. If sure. I'm going to be talking to other people about it, right. yeah, I'm not going to want to be like the 15th person to talk about, you know, X contender or something like right, that. Right, because I feel like there's some things that people are going to be like, I can't believe he left this off his list. And it's like, doesn't mean it's not good. It was right. either seven or 12 on my list. Right. But I maybe sure. vote to fight for my guys, as you said. And you if Frances McDormand ever asks me, I'll just lie to her and say she was on my list. Yeah. Who are your guys? Oh, boy, well... That's, that's the fun of this year. We finally get to lock the gates. Yes. Um, On our picks. Yes. Yep. What if Marin hosted the Oscars? Whoa. God. He'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Should I get a gate in here we should, yes. that I can close yes. and open when we, when we call it up? A rickety old gate that would with be fun. rusty chains. Um, it also is like a weird year, as we said, because it's like... Uh, uh, it's the year of Hollywood's reckoning? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, where people are now having to like acknowledge what's been terrible about this industry and humanity forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like we've seen like a lot of candidates from like six months ago now become like fucking persona non grata. Yeah, sure. And it certainly like weighs into like all these things. And then I, I even like putting together my list, not to turn this into a conversation because I certainly don't want to talk about this. Right. No. But like putting people on my list and being like. That's one of the best performances I saw this year. I've heard rumors about this person. Oh, boy. You know, and it's like rumors that aren't public yet. Oh. And they're pretty unsubstantiated. And I've only heard one. And all right, it's like, all right, all right. I'm that cutting kind you of off. stuff is like fucking, it all weighs on you. You don't I, want to be on the record. I don't want to get I'm sued. Not, no, I'm not going to get into it. That's I know, all I'm saying. I know. Off mic. That stuff comes in. You can in. say anything I'm you just want. talking about all the deliberation process that goes into picking. Hey, hey Griff, just like write it on this piece of yes. paper for me. And sure. Just like, let me see it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no. Yeah. What? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, in big words, I wrote the boss baby. <laughs> <laughs> big words, big letters. That was almost a fucking three point uh. shot. Um, yeah. Big words, big words. I don't know. Fucking awful. Um, but then it also it gets into this thing of like uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll say sing the, your song again. Stop talking about this shit. I'm cutting you off. Yeah, right. My my rubric I used this year. Uh-huh. I tried to apply in every category. My phone keeps on falling down. That's your phone. My rubric I keep on trying to apply to every category is don't intellectualize it. Just pick the five things that hit you the hardest. Sure. So that's where I was coming at from from everything. I already asked this question and summed it up better. What? Is is it a wonderful night for blankets? That, but also who are your guys? (laughs) Who are my guys? guys? Yes. Okay. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Nice to have you. Thinking about my guys. Mm-hmm. So as always going into that, I, I think we should start off with my favorite category and often the first category of the night start with best supporting actor. Sure. That is usually what we start with. But I want to introduce one wrinkle before we crack. And usually what category. the Oscars start with is. Yes. Say. Yes. Uh, by the way, this is Blank Check. It's a podcast about filmography. <laughs> directors are giving massive success. Thank you. Career and Thank you. A Two friends competitive Blank advantage. Check, sometimes they clear and sometimes they bounce baby. That <laughs> um, is a competitive and we're constant of content. Uh, the one more wrinkle I want to add in. Our okay. Redditors, who have become wild. No, they're wild. They're almost up to 1,000. Did you yeah. see that? 1,000 queer mans. Yeah. Um, they should maybe change that. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Uh, they uh, had been 
two threads have been running strong. One is their own picks for the Blankies. Uh, yeah, which is great. And the other one was their the their choices or their predictions for what around. you guys. Everyone in the thread is picked, there an awards daily for the Blankies? Not yet. Okay, but we do have a wiki. Yes, which is crazy. There's yeah. the blank hyphen check dot wiki dot com. Uh, everyone which it, has your p- picks on it. Really? They have tables with the pre- prior Blanky Awards. Yeah. yeah Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dream. I'm living the dream right yeah. now. Uh, everyone in there's this. There's a Joe Reed page. Everyone in this thread, yeah. this phantom thread, <laughs> uh, picked their five in each category. Yeah. And then a Reddit user, I laugh alone, who we've invoked a lot, mm-hmm. who's our original Blanco Rican. Right? Is that his name? No, I don't know if I should say his real name on the show. Oh, okay. Maybe uh, we bloop that. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, he's on Twitter. I don't know. Isn't he? Yeah, I just feel like we've had issues in the past. Fair enough. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. 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 Mm-hmm. Maybe we cut all of that out, and maybe I'm not saying what I'm saying right now. Uh, Reddit user I Laugh Alone, the original Blanker Eakin, uh did us a kindness and compiled uh, the stats from all the Blankies. So he came up with oh. the definitive nominees for each category. So after we each read our nominees, oh, I'm going to read what Ooh. the aggregate Man, was. This is good. The other thing they've done, which I've sell, uh, we'll say for the end of the episode. Okay. Wait, how does he know? Is he giving you this later? What do you mean? Okay. Uh, how does he know the aggregate of our nominees? As of, no, as of their nominees. Oh, okay, okay. I see. Now All it makes the sense. Redditors now picked their sense. five, he aggregated, he aggregated, picked the five consensus choices. Okay, fine. You do a preferential ballot? Stuck, I don't know what he did. Stuck, I don't know what he stuck did. Stuck everything okay. into piles. All right, all right. The second thing they did, which I'll say for the end of the episode, is they created a new set of awards called the Bennies. Yeah. That are sort of superlatives outside of regular categories that mirror Ben's nicknames. So we'll the, save that. So this, the real this, is, this is going to be a long episode. This is going to be yeah. a five-hour episode. Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, our first category tonight is Best Supporting Actor. Who won our Best Supporting Actress last year? Um, my Best Supporting Actress last year was Lily Gladstone for Certain Women. Mine was Kate McKinnon for Ghostbusters. Mm. Mine might have been Greta Gerwig for 20th Century Women. Sounds, I think that's that correct. Right. So they're, yeah. perform- they're now presenting together. Okay. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, the, the best supporting actor. And Griff's nominees are. Okay. This is the toughest one. Oh, jeez. You're <laughs> leading off and you're like, oh, boy, I don't know. <sighs> Fuck. I, I hate that I'm going to have to. I'm going to do it. Okay. Ready? Griff's nominees are. Sure. And this is Kate McKinnon announcing uh, the uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, the Griff's nominees are Patrick Stewart and Logan. Sure. You've praised him before. Angus McFadden in The Lost City of Z. Mm. Ooh. Interesting. It's a very Griffin Good performance. Nominee. Willem, the friend of good cinema for The Florida Project. Willem, the friend of Mooney. Ricky Jenks for The Shape of Water. Mm. And then balancing on the edge of a coin here, Mickey Stuhlbarg for Call Me By Your Name. Sure. Those are my five. Those are pretty good. Greg Gerwig takes to the mic. Yes. So, all right, my supporting actor nominees. In alphabetical order, as is dictated by the rules. of Agreed. Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project. All right, this is a twofer from the same movie. Okay. Lucas Hedges, Mm. Lady Bird, Tracy Letts. From Lady Bird. Really strong wow. choice. Tracy Letts gets that choices. little like parentheses also the post. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. Sure. you can't give him supporting for the lovers. The lovers he's also very lead. good in the lovers. Yeah, he is. Jason Mitchell for Mudbound. Mm. And Michael Stuhlbarg for Call Me by Your Name. And now Lily Gladstone steps up to the mic. In in a quiet, 
and reserved, but still like deeply powerful yeah. announcement. Yeah, nominees for Best Supporting Actor. I guess I'll do it in, um, no, I'm not going to do an alphabetical order because I feel like it's more fun to say the obvious ones first. Willem Dafoe in The Florida Project, Michael Stuhlbarg in Call Me By Your Name, Jason Mitchell in Mudbound, nice. Adam Driver in Star Wars The Last Jedi, and Michael Sarah in Molly's Game. <sighs> okay. I love all of those, I do David. too. Those are my picks. Now, I, I'm glad now, that- Now, I'm I, keeping some guys out who did great work, yeah. like Jenkins and stuff, yeah. who I love, you know. Yeah. I- I'm glad I calculated correctly because mm. I felt bad about leaving both Driver and Sarah on, but I had a feeling you were going to cover both. Mm. You've had, you felt right. <laughs> Sarah also just had a strong fucking year in general. Uh, sure. I mean, he was in Twin Peaks. What else was he in? He's so good in the Lego Batman. Movie. Correct. I can't Great. even get over really it. the the standout of Lego. Not Batman. to jump the yeah. gun, but my favorite voiceover performance of the year. Absolutely. So wonderful. Very good in Lemon as well. I yeah, don't know if you well, saw Lemon. No, I haven't seen Lemon, but it's we're on my catch up list. Uh, Emily yeah. Ashida was a big fan of Lemon. She was telling me to watch. It's, it. in, my, it's in my pile of Magnolia screeners. Yeah, oh, that boy, I have. That like, and it's just that's, that's the pile that comes with like a rubber band around. And it. then, <laughs> it's so like it's no frills. So it's just like it's the disc in a little envelope yeah. so there's no cover no. there's no nothing so you don't know if you don't know anything about right. these movies sure. offhand, Pop it in. you don't know what they are um, he was also good in Person to Person which is a little oh, I movie I that. saw yeah, this year that I enjoyed he did and he's got some stuff coming up next year that's exciting so um, I'm, I'm sort of happy to have but Sarah he's back such a good sleaze in Molly's game I so think okay. well I guess we're I'm starting with this for him to be doing like you know, I, I, the legacy of Michael Sarah is he has this year where he His blows flash up in the pan and year, represents right. this thing, and almost immediately the knives come out. Right, and he's fleeing. He's like, I don't want any part of this. He openly, right. like, he kind of like finished out his like dance card of the movies sure. he signed up right. to right You're after Nick and Super Nora's Mario's and your, uh, Youth right. and Revolts. Scott yes. Pilgrim was the last of those. I think sure. one of the reasons Scott Pilgrim flopped upon release was that this backlash was in full him. effect. Yeah. And then kind of backed off and has been doing, you know, a couple Sebastian Silva movies, yeah. some voiceover, but not doing much. And it feels like this is the year, especially Molly's game for him to be in well, a larger film. Yeah. I want him back. He's such a this, fucking good actor. This is my argument for him in Molly's game, too, because yeah. I think he has a great perspective on stardom mm -hmm. that makes like because he's playing your he's, you know, supposedly playing Tobey Maguire right. or some sort of composite with a lot of Tobey Maguire in it. Sure. He's playing uh, Celebrity X or whatever he's called. Player, Mr. X. Player, Player X. X. That's yeah. it. Very smart casting. Uh, and rather than play the guy as like you know, someone who's like full, he plays it like someone like who like loves to see people on a knife edge in front of him and is right. like yeah. manipulative, but like enjoys just sort of the thrill of someone being like debased for his pleasure. Yeah. Yes. Which is. Not not to defame here, but the accounts of Tobey Maguire, that was what was kind In of the fascinating himself, yeah. about him yeah. uh, above all the other famos who were part of the He didn't want the, the money. He didn't even really like need to win. He needed to be like in to control. break yes. people. But yeah, also yeah. that he used his vulnerability, that he had this puppy dog, like gentle quality, this fragility, sure. yeah. as Eddie Redmayne would say. Yeah. That he used to like lure people in, he doesn't and then look slam them down. Threatening on the surface. All right, right. but I'm going to keep us moving because we do have a lot of nominees. I, Adam Driver, I've talked about that performance a yeah. lot in the past. How much I loved it. For me, he got edged out only because I couldn't decide whether placement lead or supporting. I think he's a supporting part. It's. I, I think the lead. Racing that works. Um, I think that's yeah. fair. Yeah, he's. Uh, you know, he doesn't quite have his own storyline in the. Yeah. You know, like the, yes. the storylines belong to John Boyega and Daisy Ridley. And honestly, to a lesser extent, Oscar Isaac, like right. the three storylines. Yeah. And he will sort of butt into Daisy Ridley. It's, it's but you don't go to him. It's a very ensemble movie. It's it is. so fragments in terms of this narrative. I don't know if anyone really has a lead amount of screen time. 
Uh, let's I talk about. Imagine Daisy Ridley does, but yeah, maybe not. I, I'd be interested to see that, like some yeah. kind of breakdown. Stop watching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's talk about the two guys that were on all three of our lists. The only and Defoe two. and Stolberg, yeah. I'm assuming. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, dads Stolberg, on dads. Right. I mean, Stolberg just has the MVP award for this year. Yeah. You mean just uh, quantity, like uh, consistent work in right. many movies. Right. I mean, the other guys who fall into that, Sarah, as we've mentioned, I think also uh, Caleb Landry Jones, who's a little more divisive in terms of Caleb how effective Landry he is Jones. in those movies. Mm-hmm. I think he's great. I like him a lot. Yeah. I like him in Get Out. I defend that performance. I think he's really fucking good in American Made. Uh, oh, I haven't seen American in Made. In American Made, he's playing to me the Ben Foster role where, huh. have you guys seen Hostiles? Uh, no. Part, so, parts of Hostiles. So there's this part in Hostiles where they get to a camp. Yeah. And Christian Bale's like leading his regiment and the guy's like, oh, hi, how you doing? Could you take this prisoner As to the ben next Foster. town? And he brings out Ben Foster. This and is like, all I it's need one of those to hear to never see this You're movie. screaming. You're like, don't take don't Ben do Foster. Do Bad yeah. idea. That yeah. guy's gonna, he's gonna go crazy. And like Caleb Laundry Jones has that same, I'm gonna call him that from now on. Sure, do it. He has that same Aspect where he shows up and you're like, no, he's trouble. Take him out back and shoot him. Like, <laughs> Tom Cruise, do not involve him in your business. Just, he's like wearing a Metallica t-shirt with yeah. the sleeves cut off or something. Just look at him. You know he's bad news. He could play Ben Hosley and Ben the Ben Hosley. He story. could 100%. I will say this. Really? Yeah. Well, he's, he's Watch American Maiden. He's a redheaded guy. Uh-huh. He's a little rangy. Yeah. And he's more pale and freckly than you. And yeah. he's got like kind of crazy eyes. But like. It's just one of those, like, you just don't know what he's going to do. He next, would actually you know? be my casting choice. I think he'd yeah. win the Oscar. It would it would revolve some reaching. I don't think he's ever shown the warmth and integrity of character that well, you have. Well, I think have. he did a little bit in uh, The Florida Project. Close. Mm, Close. Yeah. Okay. You know, it would have to be a sort of Sean Penn and Milk for him to be able to pull you off. <laughs> right. And, they, like, and oh. they get him in and out of The Florida Project with, like, extreme, like, yeah. swiftness. Yeah. yeah. I think his part he in The Florida Project. doesn't have enough Project, time to creep you out. His part in that movie is just, like, to remind you that Willem Dafoe is not, like, stuck here right like he yes. he has yeah. another life he could leave right lead. I'll, I'll just say this one note about uh, uh an actor we have not nominated <laughs> right caleb <laughs> caleb laundry bag yeah. in american made mm. um because it is it's a hammy performance yes. but i also think i went up for that role oh did you and that role is like 75 percent invented by him not that we changed the dialogue, but how the character oh, so this was, is a behind-the-scenes pick. Yeah. It's a little biased in that sense. But mm. in terms of how the role was written and how the real guy was, I think he turned it into something a lot more interesting. But anyway, but I didn't we didn't nominate him. him. Yeah. Yeah. Defoe. He's just fucking solid as a rock. picture of decency. And yes. you wouldn't always say that about a Willem Dafoe character, That's which is, I think, sure. what also makes me so impressed by Talked it. Talked a lot about how hard it is to play decent people. Yeah. And he's the last guy you expect to be able to do it that well. But he's not like sad decent like nope. you don't ever just you don't really feel bad for the character you're just sort of like oh I'm glad he's here I'm glad he's yes. I'm glad he's around you're always glad that right. he's on and screen he's an he's audience there. surrogate in the best way where he's not someone yeah. I'm supposed to glom onto, but yeah. more someone where I'm like oh there are more perspectives going on here because you're watching the movie for the first 20 minutes and you're like this girl is running wild yeah, yeah. like I, I love it but like what the fuck is this yeah he also he's the heart of the movie he's like is it much of a cliche as it is yeah. to say yeah and and it is it's very difficult, I think, to be that much of an established actor, work with non-professional actors, and mm. not stick out like a sore thumb. And he sure. doesn't. In a way, not make them look bad. Talking He's got the a birds. lot of Ginger Rogersing to do in that role. The best thing I heard someone say about him, I forget who it was, but after uh, seeing the movie at the New York Film Festival, someone said, uh, the thing that's stunning about it is he's stripped away almost every element of what we associate with being Willem Dafoe's star persona, but still makes himself the most compelling person on screen. Yeah. Solberg? 
I mean, good. just fucking like take it home. It's like a Beatrice Strait performance. I I will maybe push back about he's that a little bit. He's in it more. Though. He's 100%. And, also, and it's not just that one scene. I agree. Right? I think he has like little moments in all hand. those other scenes. The, yeah. the scene where he's, there's a scene in the movie where he's going through, because uh, Army Hammer plays not his student, but a student yes. who has come to sort of stay with him, but also sort of learn from him. Right. Yeah. And Stuhlbarg is going through this like uh, slideshow of, I love this is my favorite yeah, sculptures yeah. of like, you know, art. And stuff. they're talking about how erotic it is and how athletic. Right. And, and like, Stuhlbarg yeah. walks this line of, and it's this thing he does in that last scene too, where it's just like, how much does this guy know? Right. It's this right. plausibly knowing, but plausibly completely like placid yes. and innocent. But he's like sort of underlining these points of about like attraction uh, in the movie, yes. and it's very smartly scripted. But I think Stuhlbarg plays it so well. It, it, he's such a yeah. person in those movies yeah. when he could just be like dad, yeah. And like instead, it's, like it's a full body character. I've seen that movie yeah. a lot. Like there's the scene where he like he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take a swim. Like things that don't need to be in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I love at the end when he's. On the phone, and they well, should I spoil the plan? Maybe Don't I won't spoil it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll say, I mean, because yeah, only three people in the country have seen right, it apparently right. now because Still. Sony Pictures Sony, Classics man. doesn't have what their shit doing. together. Um, I compare him to Beatrice Strait only in that he's got that just fucking like finale pocket drop Killer scene, like yeah. grab you by the heartstrings kind <laughs> just of thing. Breaking news Ben Google image search Caleb Landry Jones, oh, and he no. is not happy. Oh, no. <laughs> no, it's no. fine. He has to transform himself. He's more methed out than you. Like, right. no yeah. question. Hey, yeah. you know he's what? a lot of methed out guy. I like gritty. But like, here, just what? Mo- wait, around. what? Yeah, I was other... gonna say, what movie are you looking at him in? Because that's that, also that was the American Made was the one he summoned. Okay. Oh, I no, I mean, come on. I mean, come look, on. he's a fucking cool punk dude. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. giving the finger on the red carpet. Like that. We we gotta add this to the blank pictures. Slate. Yeah. Um, the thing I was going to say about him is he's, you know, he's kind of like Benicio Del Toro and Sicario, where mm. what's beautiful about it is he's kind of just like laying in wait for most of the movie to really kind of pounce. Sure. But everything he does up until that point is still also it's it's building measured. out, yeah. you know, like he, the scene right. wouldn't work where he not, you know. But uh, then that monologue is the equivalent of like, and I'm telling you, I'm not going. Like it's essentially like. Right. A Broadway ballad. It's also right. just through dialogue. It yeah. is such a feat in any movie, even like an arty indie movie, yeah. to demand silence from your audience yes. and your movie yes. for you to talk. Yeah. yeah. Because the longer you do it, the more people are like, this seems fake. Like, you know, he's yes. talking too long. This is fake. It's a monologue. I'm in a play. You know what I mean? And he doesn't ever uh, let that happen. And if you look at the Can't actual- Can't believe he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. I know. I know. Crazy. So stupid. If you look, I, I think it's it was- It's a tough category. I mean, yeah. no sure, question. It's very stacked. It's still, it's and, I, and I think the Hammer category placement fucked him. Well, yes. Yeah. But um, I, uh, if you look at the written monologue in the script, it's a lot shorter than you think it is. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah In yeah, terms yeah. of what's actually being said, because it's not just dramatic pauses for the sake of dramatic pauses. He plays so well a man considering every word carefully. Yeah. Uh, which takes time, mm-hmm. but he earns it. I read that book after it had premiered at Sundance. I didn't see it at Sundance. Yeah. I wasn't at Sundance, but I had, I knew the actors who were in the movie. So you read a sure. post premiere, but pre UC. You knew who was right. in it, but you had and it was in it, And I knew that Stuhlbarg was getting, don't get me hung up no, on pre post. No, I can't no, do it. No, keep going. I knew that Stuhlbarg was getting a lot of good reviews for this uh-huh. monologue near the end of the book. So once right. I got to that point, I'm like, oh, this has got to be it. Yeah. And so reading that and you're reading it in the book and like, it really like it affects you emotionally. Yeah. And then, but I was going into the movie. I'm like, well, I wonder now that I've read this and I've experienced this. It won't be new to me. 
Yeah. I wonder if it'll get to me yes. the way it was. And I saw it at TIFF with sitting next to That's David. Right. First and, movie I saw at TIFF. And our friend Katie Rich. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, it's not a new story to be like weeping, crying at that scene, but like, sure. holy gosh. And then the ending is just so great. It's sort of the way it washes over you. But anyway, yes. we got to keep moving. Yes, uh, who are some other people we want to talk I about? Mean, Ricky Jenks is my favorite. There's not much to say. It's just like one of the it's most another, emotionally effective performances. It's of another the heart of the movie performance yeah. in yes. a way. Yeah. And, uh, but I think that's was, such a tough character to yes. make a caricature. You know, yeah. this mm-hmm. sort of like sad older gay guy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he doesn't do it. Uh, in a way that feels like something you've and, done. And you've the scene where before. he has to verbalize what oh, Sally Hawkins is signing to him is like kind of a magic trick in terms he has of. A few it, it, it's a total magic like trick. Yeah. I remember, but I just remember Del Toro. The last one at the pie shop is amazing. The yeah. scripting of that scene where he's yeah. like, it, I could, it was so hard to find a way. Right. Uh, for to get that to because it wouldn't make any sense for him to say what she's signing because he understands what she's signing. Yeah, right. And I just had this idea where it's like, no, she needs to know that he yes. hears it. Yeah. And by saying it, that's how she knows. He's also one of my ultimate guys. You talk about who are your guys. Yeah. Jenks he's the best. Near he's the a god. He's the god. And, you know, there was a thread. Was he on your list? Wait, was did he? He make, wasn't. He would have been yeah. my top he's, 10. He's, but, yeah. Yeah, I'm very glad he got an Oscar. I had to put him in there. And uh, after we did the Shape of Water episode, not the Shape, yes, no, the Weight of Water episode yeah. with Karen Hahn, there was a thread we on the We now Reddit. know how much it weighs and sh- is what shape you it is. You know a lot about We've, water. I really you're, you're, kind of backed water into can't a can't corner. Wait for the sound of water. It down. Yeah. <laughs> the look of water. There was a thread after the Karen's Boys thing uh-huh. about like, what is your type? In the yeah. way that Karen defined what her type of yeah. person is. And my ultimate type is best embodied by Richard Jenkins now, which is like super frazzled, haggard looking yeah. man of surprising uh, uh, sensitivity. Yeah. There you was a, there was the one day at uh, at Toronto, I was standing in line with Esther and Esther Zuckerman and mm-hmm. Matt Jacobs and uh, Oliver Whitney and we were talking about they're a little threesome that, that yeah, those things they they're are, so they, fun they're to so run cute. into at, at, like all of these events they're, yep. they're a good group um, but we were talking about because we had just seen Florida Project and something else and we were talking about Trio. the Oscar contenders and we were like Defoe <laughs> Defoe Stuhlbarg Jenkins were all the ones getting the Oscar yeah. buzz and I'm like what a great like <sighs> yeah. what a great dad like Jenkins isn't a dad and but he like has a dad vibe yes. towards right. Sally Hawkins well <laughs> yeah. Well, right. That we we didn't really. I didn't really see it coming at that point. But sure. like, it was those three, and I'm like, this is a really good year yeah. for supporting actor dads because just missing my list was Ray Romano and The Big Six. Super Very nice, great dad character. Yeah. What did you do? Yeah. What did you do? Well, and I'll, I'll I'll say if I if I can quickly. Yeah. The uh, Blinkies, uh, their nominees in the category. Oh yeah. Of best supporting actor. Mm. Were okay. Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project, Michael Stolberg for Calling by Your Name, Ray Romano for Big Sick, Patrick Stewart for Logan, and Michael Fassbender for Alien Covenant. Great performance. And my only problem with that is it's a lead. I agree. The thing is, you can say that he gave a supporting performance in the movie because he gives two performances, but that's that's a little tricky. He's the lead of the movie. I agree. But He's in almost every scene. Yep. What? Cool consensus choices. I love those choices. So Stuart and Logan, you've you talked about actually. Yeah, I'm not gonna talk about that much more. I'll say yeah. the thing I sum up about it that why it works so well for me. It's one of the few performances of a, a character dying, right? It is yeah. this is a man slowly dying. His brain's yeah. been dying for a while. Uh where I think he fully embraces the ugliness and the fear of death. Yeah. I think often it is played kind of cutesy or sentimental. 
and it is a very disturbing performance for me in how much fear you can see in him yeah. losing control of himself. Who else? Who was your other nominee? The last guy for me to talk about, Angus McFadden, in Great your favorite movie. That's a good pick. I, I, that performance so jumped funny. out to me from the moment I saw it. I think it's, it's so a funny. hilarious performance. It is. Also, he I, plays, to, for people yeah. to remember, like the sort of puffed up like explorer right. guy who goes with them on like the second expedition and, and right. turns out to be a total waste of space. And the first couple scenes where he's just boasting at these mm -hmm. dinner parties yeah. and making these speeches, I was like, what this was guy's probably going to get him. He was with Shackleton's expedition yes. or something Yes, he was like the number two on that one. He's got a big beard and like a big quaffed mustache. And he's the mean Grumpy zookeeper from uh, We Bought a Zoo. He's in We Bought a Zoo. He's in Braveheart all right. those years ago. He's um, like a, you know, round. He's like a. But I was like, guy. this is totally my kind of character actor mm -hmm. performance of really funny blowhard. But then once he shows up on the trip and can't carry his weight, <laughs> but continues to play it like he's the hero he's of like, the movie. He's like, I'm doing great. Because there's that scene where he's yeah. like, on his back yes. and he's like eaten all the food or yeah, something right. and he's also like spilled something in the rations right. or whatever and you're like and the, Hunnam's like what are you doing he's like eh, this is your fault <laughs> yeah. he's so funny right, right. and, and I, then you see him again afterwards and he's like no, right. I, I, you guys practically murdered oh. me out and, there and he thinks he's in mutiny on the bounty like yes, he thinks it's right, a heroic right. story yeah um, it's, I, yeah, I, I just it. also think if I were he may be mentioned later, so I decided okay. to keep him off. But Robert Pattinson is wonderful sure. in that movie. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. In one of those things where like 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, wait, that's Robert Pattinson in that big beard. And yeah. he's so so quiet and so like authoritative and, and steady. I'll, I'll say, as you've implied, McFadden gets in over Pattinson for me because Pattinson might get discussed Elite. later. I have episode. him jotted down to discuss later, and I wonder if we're all on the same page. <laughs> so our winners are. No, no, uh, we we I want a couple more people to oh, talk okay. about. Come okay. on, okay. Like we both had Jason Mitchell. We both had Jason Mitchell, sure. who I think is the the standout. I think that's a fantastic cast in Mudbound, but I think it's he's, a good cast. He's the best one. He's the one I think the movie should be about. If that's I, my complaint about the movie, you know, is that like it's yeah. about a lot of things. I, uh, he's I get so that. good in that movie. He's really good. I think I would maybe agree with that more if I didn't also really love the Carrie. Mulligan I love character. the Carrie Mulligan character, yeah. but it's. I, I feel like I got like two thirds of a movie from each of them. I hear like, you. Know. One of the only movies I've ever seen where I actually think the argument that it should have been a, a mini series is valid because I wish I could have gotten like a full fucking episode on each character. That's um, fair. Did um, you did you have anyone else, Joe? That... I had the two Ladybird guys. I had uh, <sighs> Tracy Letts and Lucas Hedges. Hedges I in that want, breakdown yeah, scene yeah, is phenomenal. He's, he's great, become, but he's, he's such such a perfect in such like the scene where he auditions with a Giants oh, in the Sky. They're it's a giant. like. Yeah. Is is both oh, funny. The cut yeah, to it, right. everything in that scene is funny. Every cut to every song is perfect. But he's so like earnest teenage uh, musical auditioning kid, it, and, and and even the earnestness of when they're together, the scene in the field where he doesn't want to touch, where they're the naming the star. Yeah, I, I think that movie asks so much of his actors because it's so short and it's so fizzy. So yeah. it's like every like when Hedges pops up, we need to get his whole character yeah. in thirty seconds. And you really do, and and same with Chalamet, and the same with all those like smaller characters, it's and like the Stephen most, Henderson. I was gonna know. say Stephen Henderson, if he had two more minutes of screen time, so would have made my five. If if the SAG the, the award was voted he, on, they do the crying. Yeah. yeah, go yeah. on. Sorry. If yeah. the SAG Ensemble Award was actually like the best ensemble and not just that's, like that's fucking it. What everybody yeah. Yeah. Right. That. was. That's the best ensemble. Agreed. Of the year. Agreed. And Tracy Letts and Tracy is a boss Letts, bitch. We've again, that's about. another. He's a boss dad. bitch. That's He's another, a boss bitch. I, I interviewed dad. him and he was lovely. Did you really? Breaking news. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, our winners. Okay, my winner is 
Patrick Stewart and Logan. I'm sticking by well, it. I, yeah. I can't believe I'm and that affected by that performance, especially since I'm not crazy about the movie, which I can now say again because I'm kind of not crazy. About you can the say movie it again because you're not auditioning for a Mangold project. <laughs> yep. Yeah, congrats. Uh, but I, I talk shit about the movie. Then I really wanted to get cast in James Mangold movie, and the movie got canceled. Definitely the best performance in a movie that's um, secretly a western. It's it oh, is that wait. it wins that. David, mm. tell me more. And we can't. Uh, it's it's, it's too hot. It's, it's too secret. off the record. Fucking secret. All right. Off the record. Your winner, Joe Reed. My winner is Michael Stuhlberg. Yeah. Fucking I think killer. he's the best. He's the best. And I think I know where David's going with this. Uh, my winner is Willem Dafoe. And I believe, a if I'm winner. not mistaken, let me double check this, the Blanky uh, community also picked Willem Dafoe. That's my performance of the year. And the minute I saw it, I was like, ah, I think that would, like if you asked yeah. me to pick like best actor, no gender, no um, uh, supporting versus lead, yeah. he would be my winner. Yeah. Right. Love that performance. Okay. Uh, I guess it's time to go on to the next category. Oh, hey, Joe. Hey, get the door for me. All right, I'll get the door. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi. You probably can't see me because I'm standing at an angle. (laughs) Wait, are you a two-dimensional person? It's me, Flat Stanley. Okay, all right. From Flatland? No, this... Really? I don't don't know who you are. I feel like this is a very accessible reference. Flat Stanley, popular children's book character. Is this really? Oh yeah, this isn't landing at all. I remember you? I think I had you. Big deal. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, boy, he gets flattened. Mm-hmm. Has to Makes send himself to in the mail to see people. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, wait, wait, what? I might have a guess as to what you're here to talk to me about. Well, as you know, I live right next door to the Audio Boom Studios. Sure. So you flapped on over one apartment over. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I got to send myself places when I want to get places, which, which is pretty nice. It saves money on travel, yeah. right? But the problem is I'm lazy. Okay. I don't like to leave this building. Well, no, so you're flat. Hard for you to move around. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. The, the whipping winds. <laughs> yeah. The New course. York winter. Yeah. It's what we all take for granted. We can just walk the places. Right. So I've been going to every other office in this building, knocking on the doors, asking if anyone knows a better Stan. way for Stan. me Listen to up. not leave my home. But also, get myself shipped out in the mail. Well, you know how you can get anything online or on demand? You know, anything these days. I've heard rumors, sure. Well, do you know you can even get postage on demand with stamps.com? Whoa, what? You can print real U.S. postage with stamps.com for any letter or package right from your home or right from your office. Let's say I have a desk in the corner of my living room. Sure. Could I print it from there? You can print it 24 hours a day, seven days a week, whenever you want. Well, that sounds incredible. They'll even send you a digital scale so that you can weigh your letters and packages and print the right amount of postage every time so you're not paying too much. Oh, God, I hate stepping on that scale. You it's, know what I'm saying? It's, even for it, flat people. You no, know, it's it, it can, can be you know, a real reckoning. It's true. I'm just trying to relate to you guys because I really thought you'd all know me by reputation from when I walked in I actually had a flat Stanley here. book as a kid. I it's, think everyone did. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, hey, but I'm hey, a very, Stan, very popular Stan, character. Stan, Stan, chill out. Look. Will, will it chill you out if I tell you that it's so easy to use stamps.com? You just click, you print, and then you mail, and you're done. It's yeah. a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, that does calm me down. It'll save you so much time. You can access all the services of the post office right from your desk. Yeah. It's never been easier to send out your letters and packages. You just have to understand, my frustration stems from the fact that I am a now-adult version of a children's book character. I, I, I'm with you, Stan. So my career is kind of done. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, that's why you need to mail your resume out a lot. Yeah, well, right. That as well. Yeah. yeah I mean, I more. Mean, you know, ch- trying to mail myself out, but it's. I mean, 
you know. Sure. No one's writing books about old flat well, Stan you, anymore. You now know he's forty-five out, years you old. You step on the scale, yeah. and you you print out the postage you need using stamps.com, and then you can you know. So that's the thing. Everyone, yourself wherever everyone you likes go. a flat guy when he looks like Jacob Tremblay. Once he starts looking like flat Dennis Franz, suddenly the offers start drying up. You know. So it'd be nice to be able to save money, you know? Well, at Blank Check, we're all really busy, so we rely on stamps.com to print out shipping labels so we can send out our prizes and all our mail, and it couldn't be easier. I'm very close to being convinced, but I would love to hear some sort of, I, I don't know. special. If I could get a special offer, I mean, I don't want to sound greedy. Okay, well, we have a special offer, a special offer with stamps.com for our listeners that include a four-week free trial, okay. plus postage, huh? and a digital scale, no long-term commitments. You just have to go to stamps.com, you click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and you type in check. Okay, so I check to make sure that I've typed in something at the box. And what is the thing I type in? Uh, check. Oh, great. That's stamps.com. Enter check. Wait a second. And you get four-week trial plus postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitment. Wait, Ben. Did they just turn on the AC in here? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's get him out of here. Let's get him out. Oh, there he goes. All right. All right, Griffin, you were weirdly quiet for all that. Did he frighten you? I'm starstruck. You keep fucking flat <laughs> Stanley? Are you kidding me? That guy's massive. Um, best supporting actress? Best Are we doing supporting it? Let's do it. actress. Okay. I'm down. I'm ready. And uh, I guess our, our winners from last year come out to present the award. Oh, sure. My winner last year was Mahershala Ali. Oh, you and the Academy. That's My right. My winner last year was also Mahershala Ali. I think you Mine, had a different one. I did. I had Alden Ehrenreich. Well, or Hail Caesar. who was my number Han two. Solo himself. And yes. it's two Mahershalas <laughs> and Alden Ehrenreich coming out to present. Oh, uh, God. And we're all like, hey, Alden, how's Han Solo going? Uh, no comment uh, from Alden. I feel like Alden is under embargo. Woo! And also, yeah. I hope he crushes it. <laughs> Aren't we all it. very excited for that movie now? I hope he crushes it I too. too. But uh, yeah. it's gone from a movie where I'm like, well, look, I think it's going to be fine. It'll probably be a little yeah. like routine because Ron Howard had to yeah. pick up the pieces there. For me, to me being like, is this a disaster? How like, is yeah. there nothing? How is How have we not seen a thing? Um, it's it's the portents are uh, are bad. And yeah. Alden is currently standing on stage, butting his nails because we won't stop talking about this in front of him. <laughs> Sorry, Alden. <laughs> it's weird of Billy Crystal to go on and on about how bad the Han Solo movie looks. Yeah. Uh, Han Solo, more like Han Nolo. Uh, and now Alden Amrick steps up to the mic to announce Joe Reed's yes. best supporting best actress supporting nominees. actress, best performance by an actress in a supporting role. Tiffany Haddish in Girls Trip. Woo. Sylvia Hoax. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah. Mm, in Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2049. Mm. Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. That's right. Elizabeth Marvel in the Meyerowitz story. Mm, Joe! Uh, it's a Joe pick. <laughs> it's and a Joe pick! It's a real pick Joe pick. Is what it is. And Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. Sure. All right. Mahershala number one. We'll say. Mahershala Ali steps up to the mic. Okay. And with a commanding but powerful silence and stoicism, <laughs> says the nominees are Holly Hunter in The Big Sick. Mm-hmm. Ella Rumpf in Raw. That's such a good pick. She's Fucking good. thank you. Such a good. I'm going to mess up her name, but Bria Venite. Yeah, Venati. I'm not sure how you say your last name. In the Florida Project. I support you with that. Mm-hmm. Lori Metcalf in Lady Bird. And my fifth nominee is Connie Britton in Beatrice at Dinner. That's another good pick. Fuck the world. Seriously. I just want you to look and see what my sixth place best supporting actress choice Ella Rumpf in Raw. Really wow. good pick. Uh, my nominees are Sienna Miller in The Lost City of Zed. Cool. David Pick. Lay- yes. Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird. 
Uh, Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread. Nice. Uh, Catherine Keener in Get Out. Nice. Cool. And Tatiana Maslany in Stronger. Ah. Mm. That's also a very wonderful good performance yes. that I voted for. Did you? Uh, at, at a certain Critics Awards. but At a certain only, Critics Awards that we can't vote. talk about. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about Metcalf first, since she's the one we all share. Yes. She's also, well, no, okay. We, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing about Laurie Metcalf. Sure. She's a very good actor. Yeah. Very true. And I feel like for very long she's been underrecognized despite being like well, this legend of theater, she a fucking seventy-five time she, Emmy award. She almost winner. never does movies. She yeah. hasn't done a movie in like fifteen years. I had friends over a couple weekends ago, and we were gonna watch something else, but we sort of had some downtime. So I was like, "Hey guys, we want to watch the Laurie Metcalf scenes in JFK." And I said it as a joke, and then I'm like, yeah. "No, we have to watch the Laurie Metcalf mm-hmm. scenes in JFK." She's, she's uh, so good. She's one of the Susie Cox, right? Yes, she's Archie yeah. Cox's right. Yeah. Wait, is she a person? Someone... Um, no, no, keep talking. Okay. I can't remember who she she's is one of uh, Kevin Costner's like uh, investigators. Right, sure. yes, and she yes, comes yes, back yes, with yes, like she is there, a real person, there are yes. two scenes where she comes back with like her findings on the Oswald stuff, and they've as everybody does in that movie has this like real corn pone Louisiana accent that nobody really has down, but like she's making the the most of it, and yeah. it's all exposition. That movie does so such good stuff with exposition, and she like she just makes it sing. And, and Lady Bird, yeah. she does all of that and yet also gives this, like, you know, lived in, finding all the nooks and crannies yeah. of this woman. Like, she's, it's such yeah. a... She's just, like, clear. She's, like, it's invisible. It's an authoritative performance. And yeah. she makes it look so fucking easy. You yes. never sense effort from Laurie Metcalf not to even communicate when she's, something. She's got crying scenes. Mm-hmm. She's got yelling scenes. Yep. Like, it's not, it's not like it's a small performance at all. Yeah. She's playing a huge personality. Right. Yeah. Like this immense personality that is clashing up against her daughter, who's yeah. another yeah. immense person. I mean, it's the, it's the second best mother role she's ever played. Yeah. Behind the Toy Story trilogy. Yeah, I was waiting. I was just waiting for <laughs> that. I believe mom. she's going to be in Toy Story 4. She's listed. That's also it. a Put character. Out of its misery. It's also a character who other characters talk about a lot. And those yep. characters can sometimes feel like the expectations that the, the characters talking about them, mm-hmm. the acting can't always live up to it. And this one, like, obviously does. Flat Stanley. <laughs> I, I was starstruck. I don't know. I think that totally tracks and everyone's going to really like it. Um, did we have any other shared? Because Manville was no, on mine and shows. Yeah. But, uh, that, right, that, I mean, she's in my, my six through ten. It was just about she fighting for my people. Phenomenal. She is. Yeah. I agree with that. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. Great performance. I'll, I'll tell you why I left her off. And It's because you love Regina King so much. Uh, Regina Hall. Me. Sorry, Regina Hall. Excuse me. <laughs> Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Yes. Uh, I mean, you do love Regina King. I love both of them. Yeah, exactly. And no lies. Regina King will be coming up later in this episode when I ask a very loaded question. Oh. Get ready for don't, it. Don't like the sound of that. No, you're okay. going to like it. You're okay. going to like okay. it, and I'm going to look really smart, and I'm going to win a Nobel Prize. Okay. <laughs> um, my, my complaint, and it's not fair because it's on the movie and it's not her. Sure. Uh, I think the one emotional scene they try to give her is the weakest scene in the movie in yeah. terms of how it's written. Sure. I think that scene doesn't fucking work. Yeah, that's fair. And I think they're trying to build a sort of basement on the character in the way they do with Bridesmaids. Yeah. The sort of emotional scene. Yeah. And and it dings the performance for me a little bit in a way that isn't on her, but it somehow loses a little bit of shine for me. I think it probably would have been my six. I think, yes. And She's I think great. that's fair. I think yeah. the fact that any time there's a performance that elevates a movie to that degree, 
You and it was such a star is born performance. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I had loved her in like um, the Carmichael show. It's not like oh, she was anonymous. She's great show. in Keanu, but like yeah. it was still yeah. like, oh, wow. Yes, 100%. Like, you know, yeah. She yeah. just fucking owns that movie. And it's the best comedic performance of the year, no question. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but Manville rules. Uh, she's almost as funny as Tiffany Haddish. I'm so glad uh, she got nominated just because I couldn't we'll, believe we'll that get she that got nominated, clip. kind we'll, of. We'll get that clip of her. Uh, don't that, you pick a fight with me. Don't you pick a fight with me. It's the bat. And I, Ben and I were talking before the podcast about how I was sort of middling mm. on Phantom Thread. Mm-hmm. But man, everything that Manville does in that movie, I love. I'm biggling on Phantom Thread. You are. Big. <laughs> You know that ad- um, adjective we always use is biggling. And then we just had a bunch of randos. Yeah. So, uh, so Ella Rump is just one yeah. of the... She's the sister, she's right? She's the sister in, in Raw. In good raw. Performance. And it's an incredible uh, performance of confidence and hedonism. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's good. You know, she's just having so much fun doing such outrageous things. There's an element of just her being so fucking captivating. Like, she's a very charismatic, Well, that character has to be actor. the girl that the, sis- the younger sister looks up looks to. Up. Yes. Yeah. And yet has to be fallible. Because of everything that happened, right? No, I kind of feel like you would like it. Yeah, Uh, because it's about a bunch of punk teens, college kids, but then also they're eating each other. (laughs) uh, Veterinary students. (laughs) Talk more about it later. Eating each other. Some cannibals. We'll talk more about it later. Chill out, Jesus. Who else were? Who else was on your list? Uh, Who else was on my list? Uh, Connie Britton. She's great Beatrice in that movie. Beatrice at dinner. She, she's always a good actress. I was not fond of that movie. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. I like that movie a lot. I did too. Uh, I think that performance is an incredible depiction of a very insidious type of racism. Sure. That is the super performative. Yes. Arms outstretched. Oh, we love her. We love Beatrice. Until yeah. it becomes in any way detrimental yeah. to their own well-being. It, it, even a little bit. Even like, a yeah. little bit. The tiniest bit. Yeah. Um, that sort of very performative empathy. Yeah. Uh, and she's a great actress. Lithgow from that movie just missed my uh, supporting actor list. Also very He's close really for me. really good in that, yeah. Uh, Bria Venati. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, a stunning performance from someone who had previously only done Instagram sketches. Yeah. Um, And a really, that's a really fucking difficult character. There's a lot of range there. Yeah. And you have to, for the movie to work, you have to be feeling bad for her very often, despite her constantly doing the most infuriating thing she could at any possible moment. She is infuriating. But as a victim of circumstance, you know. She doesn't ever, like, create these little moments, like, Moments of false sympathy, though. No. She doesn't give you out. That's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. yeah. And at the same time, she is somewhat lovable, right? Like mm-hmm. right at the start where she's like, Mooney, I'm such a horrible mother. Yeah. What am I going to do? And you're just like, you're like, well, I mean, she did literally like just spit right. on someone. But, <laughs> right. But you also, by the end of the Mooney, movie, she's go, such a scamp. by the end of the movie, you go, she certainly could have a more responsible mother. Yeah. She will never have a mother that cares about her more than this woman does. Yeah. You know, well, it's not just about it being her own child. She just doesn't know how to properly raise final, a child. Of course, she has but no it's idea not for lack what of she's trying. doing with yeah. that final right. uh, meal they have together. Is yes. Right. Is that's like the best she can do in terms of like trying to provide some sort of like right. happiness to right. her kid. But she's, you know, she's shitty in uh, some aspects of motherhood. Yeah, you, know, like, you know, a couple of mistakes made. And yeah. then Holly Hunter's my mom. We'll talk about this more in a future episode. <laughs> so good at looking at people. So good yeah. at looking people. I, I, Kumail said in some interview she's the fucking Holly Hunter of actors <laughs> which I think we don't give her enough credit for being in that pantheon very yeah. annoying being that at the she didn't get an Oscar she it's hasn't been given a substantial movie role of any real 
yeah. uh, quality in such a long time. Yeah. You know, she was on TNT for years. She had to drink Jesse Eisenberg's piss in Batman versus Superman. Ugh. Look, I don't think it's actually his piss. I think it's his piss, and I'll fight on this till my dying day. <laughs> well, all right. But I I, that's, a, that's a worthy fight. Worth Part of me is just so day. relieved to have Peak Hunter back on screen. Yeah. But it is a super complicated, tricky performance. I interviewed uh, Kumail and, and Emily Gordon yeah. for the movie, and he's told me that that scene in the comedy club with the heckler mm-hmm. was based in part on moments from his career mm-hmm. being right. heckled, but also that Holly Hunter told him a story of her yelling back at a heckler at a show. I just love which her. Which I rules. can't yeah. imagine. Like, that's fantastic. And we talk was, about um, this more in a future episode, yeah. but she looks just like my mom. My mom gets mistaken for her. And in the big oh, sick, no literally every outfit she wears looks like an outfit <laughs> my mom wears. Every item of clothing, it drives me insane. She rules. I was on set for the filming of that. You're kidding scene. me. Of the heckler scene. No way. And uh, she's so small. At, at famous Chicago club Littlefield. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was filmed at Littlefield. <laughs> yeah. Yes, right, right uh, there tiny. in Chicago. That's everything. I she's such that. a tiny person. Yeah. Um, uh, and actors she was are great. always they always surprise you with how tiny they she's are. She's like sub five feet though, right? There, you probably. I would, Which that's is one of the reasons guess. my mom always four eleven to five feet. My mom yeah. is Microsoft. David Allen Greer also had a whole section in that scene that they cut out, but it really? looked funny because yeah. they they filmed it a bunch and he was great. It is weird that David Allen Greer plays not David Allen Greer in a movie where he everyone like a else weird club owner. is a stand up yeah. somewhat parallel to their own career status. He's good though. He's very good. Uh, and so those are yours. Who else did you have, Joe? Oh, I had uh, Sylvia Hoax from Blade Runner twenty forty nine. She's the best one. She jumped onto mine the second time I saw the movie. The Carla first time Jerry, I saw the movie, I liked rules. it. That movie rules. Love it. She rules. Carla she, Jury is also fucking great in that movie. Yeah, she is. I don't love that. Interesting. Character. I, love that. I, I love her. Yeah, I'm sort of. I may be out on that. Okay. I think. I think Sylvia makes such a dynamic impression with that character, who is essentially, you know, just the the un, semi unstoppable mm-hmm. right. She's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a really good way to put it. Yeah, she's the Terminator. But they have so many cuts to her. These sort of just like silent single tier cuts where it's just sort of like we are left to interpret these sort of decades of mm-hmm. history of the creation of this specific type of replicant and the relationship she has with Jared Leto's character and the relationship she has with all the other replicants where she's just seething with this kind of jealousy towards every other creature she's the best mm-hmm. movie, but she's the best one. And she has this sort of like that she has to hold on to this, maniacal belief and yeah. it's like it you can see it like shaking her from the inside well i also think that movie is about like gosling's whole journey in the movie is he's like am i the, the chosen one right. am i the messiah I that's what I can conveys, have messiah. Yeah. that conveys spe- specialness right and then at the end of the movie the movie is like no you're not the messiah yeah. but you are special because you made your own choices here and like you like have formed emotional connections yeah. with people sure. And like that's humanity, right? It's got the exact same thesis as downsizing. Whereas, mm, uh, whereas love is, she's just like, no. What matters is if I'm the best one, right? And like that's 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 her own form of like you know searching for consciousness. And I love her, yeah. And I have Lizzie Marvel, who is so good in Myrowitz story. Oh, she's I loved Myrowitz story so much. Agreed. Um, and she. She's so sidelined at the beginning of the movie that her, the first time we see her in the movie makes right. me laugh so much. It's sort of a joke in the movie. Where like right. they've been having this conversation for like five minutes between Stiller and Hoffman, and then all of a sudden they just turn a corner and she's been there the whole time. And like you know so much about her character from yes. that. Like that's really smart on Bombeck's part. And then she then sort of lives up to this character who is there and not there at the same time, which I love. And then the moments where she really like asserts herself 
it let you know the audience really gets taken aback that moment where she talks you know tells the story about her getting uh sexually molested or sort of just like aggressed right like someone was creepy and touched her yeah Yeah. um an uncle or i forget i forget some some family member right or maybe it's like a family friend i'll file that as a molestation yeah Yeah, we can we can believe it was an over the clothes molestation we don't need to all bad talk semantics don't do it yeah no good very bad (laughs) don't do it don't do it glad we figured that out yeah um great movie Great movie. Okay. Great scene. The, any, anybody running in that movie is the funniest thing I've ever seen in oh my boy. life, including her. That scene where she just runs out of the parking lot. And then at the end, when she just gets that impromptu haircut and talks about how she makes her own videos for HR or whatever in her company, she's the best. She's also part of one of those acting couples that I just like am fucking in love oh, with. Oh, remind me. I, know I didn't who it know is. about Tracy Letts and Carrie Coon until we did our post episode. Oh, really? Oh, wow. But Elizabeth Marvel's married to Bill Camp, yes. who I fucking right. love. Yeah. And I just imagine them acting around the house together. You know what Bill Camp's great in? <laughs> what? Molly's, Molly's Game. Molly's Game. <sighs> Bill Camp in Molly's Game. Molly's Game, every fucking supporting performance is so strong. I disagree. There's one I didn't like. And it I, is. I liked Chris O'Dowd. I'm trying to think of somebody, but I, I loved um, Brian Darcy James. Yes. That's a hilarious. Do you not but, like uh, Costner? No, Costner's fine. He's yeah. doing his thing. Uh, Justin Kirk. No, thank you. Oh, I totally forget that he's in that. He's yeah, in yeah. that for like I half also a I don't know why that. I don't know why that scene's now. in the movie. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, like, I know why it's in the movie. It's but duplicated. Either by give other him scenes. more or yeah. cut it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I support that. Um, David, do you have other uh, my other guys? Yeah, well, who are they? Who are my guys? Uh, Sienna Miller in Lost City. Zed, what's up, guys? Why aren't, why isn't she on all the lists? I like her. Well, why would you pronounce like it Zed? It's the name of the movie. I call this city Zed. He says it right, but you shouldn't say it like that because those people are from England. Wait, what are you getting at, Griffin? I don't understand. Well, I just don't understand why David, someone who grew up uh, in America, uh, was so weird. Yeah, what's going on? David? Yeah, what's going, what's on, going on, on there, David? What's going on, David? Um, nothing. Shut up. I hate all of you. This bit is old. <laughs> no, fresh, she's though. wonderful in that movie. And um, she's, she's an actress who has sort of gotten kind of... Not an actress I've ever loved. Yeah. Well, she's an, an actress she like, who's been easy to sort of... I, my joke about her, yeah. which was born out from reality, was I watched all of Foxcatcher. And at the end, I said, God, wasn't Linda Cardellini good in that movie? And See, and I think she's really good in Foxcatcher. I do too. I yeah. just she, yeah. I, had, I mean, I had not a lot to do. Face blindness really for, for, yeah. for her for the longest time. Yeah, and I'm glad that she's coming into her own. With she's this also kind of it's a really unfortunate case of she was in the middle of like a PR hurricane before anyone had seen her yes, do anything. That's true. So true. she like came to the screen with all this baggage, and I feel like with she's the been Jude fighting against that her entire career. Yeah. I feel like she's finally gotten to a point where she's sort of standing on her own merits because I think she always has been very good. Uh, and she's, I saw Factory Girl. She wasn't great. I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that. Maybe she hasn't been good always. Yeah. But I think throughout her career, she has been giving good performances. Yeah. If not every time. Remember when she got in trouble for calling Pittsburgh Shitsburg when yeah, she made that, the mystery? That was really funny. Pittsburgh. Five comedy points. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, she's really great in that movie. Yeah. Um, and my She's awesome in that movie. Um. I, yeah, we should move on. Oh, Keener and Get Out. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Who I'm um, surprised more people weren't talking about. I think it's because. This season. I don't know. I, everyone's amazing in that, except yeah. for maybe Mr. Laundry. But I like him. Mr. I Laundry. like the laundry bag. Um, but she is so, like, everyone is navigating their role so perfectly in that movie. But, like, she's so threatening immediately. Yeah. But in that way where you're like, oh, well, she's just kind of like an uptight mom. And, yeah. like. 
I'm afraid of her. You know, she's a good, she's a good actress for giving you. She's a great actress, well, right? Yeah, but I, but I mean, one of the things she's best at is giving you like she strikes a pose of authority and right. there's a there's a charm to her that you know though that she thinks she's smarter than you or yeah. she knows she's smarter than you and that makes you a little worried when you're in her presence. She does that in Malkovich yeah. where she's just like she's so much more clever than most of the other characters in that movie yeah. that they should be worried that she's working them she, and she uses that really well in Get Out. She has that bit but right as the hypnosis scene starts where she's like that's my kid. Yeah, that's yeah. my kid. And you're like like suddenly it's when like your goosebumps, yeah. you know, where you're like, yeah. wait a second. She's like scary all of a sudden. Yeah. And obviously the movie's prepared you for that, but still. Yeah. Uh, all right. Did we cover your full five? Who are the yeah. winners? Yeah. And your five. Who, okay. Who are your winners? My winner is Holly Hunter. Laurie Metcalf. Mine's Laurie Metcalf. Yep. Yeah. And uh, who are the monkeys? The blankies nominated Laurie Metcalf, Leslie Manville, Holly Hunter, Catherine Keener. Nice. And Daphne Keen for Logan. She's good. Oh, she's the girl. She's, she's a little yeah. X twenty three. Uh, and and they gave it to Laurie Metcalf. Yeah, yeah. I I can't believe Janie's running away with it. Even though yeah. the second I saw Itania, I was like, shit, she's winning the yeah. Oscar. She really wraps I mean, the audience around my, her. Finger my dad in that sat movie. there and went, oh, fuck, she's probably gonna win, right? And then you know there was like for a her lull. first scene. We were like, oh, she's gonna win. When the Lady Bird hype really got huge, there was this lull for Janie, and everyone was like, no, maybe Metcalf is the front runner. Yeah, and then yeah. Metcalf has gone on to like not win, you I, know, I'd any love major to see her awards. Pull off. Like, this yeah. year, this year is almost one of those old school. And when I say old school, I mean when I was yes, where the critics up watching. and the Oscars are yeah. different. Right. Critics all agree on their performances. It was Defoe and, and Metcalf. And Metcalf, felt, absolutely. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. And Chalamet, and yeah. actress was sort of a, a yeah. search, but been also a bunch of other people. Yeah. And now, and all of now the Globe SAG Oscar people right. are different, and that feels like that divide. Right. Used to happen a lot. Yeah, the Oldman right. win, which I assume is upcoming. Like yeah. that's the classic Oscar win. Of where course. It's like, yeah. But of as course. you said, those four critics darlings are who I would have bet on six weeks ago. I would yeah. have said the four winners are going to right. be because at the, Oscars. the Oscars had been doing that yes. recently. J.K. Simmons and, right. and you know and such. I yeah. think with Janney, one of the th- reasons why I'm not too Allison mad about Janney, it. Obviously, I think a great, it's a pretty bad performance. I but I think just if you're, hate that movie. I think it. I think it also. I think this is a win that capitalizes on how much people like her as an actress. Yes. and that I don't have a problem with because she's been giving great performances in movies and TV. And I think the okay. fact that she's been more in movies, especially recently, than Metcalf has, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it so much. I I don't either. I look. It's one of those things where it's like. I will be happy living in a world where Allison Janney has an Oscar. Sure, but I yeah. will just constantly ignore which performance it's for. Sure. Right. All right. Uh, we should move on. Okay. Uh, just next category some is of, you know, time. <laughs> I said, uh, oh, what do you want to do? Actress, actor. Time. Let's do actor. Okay. Okay. And now coming to the stage to present best actor, my winner from last year, Amy Adams in Arrival. Mine was Annette Benning in 20th Century Women. Great performance. Uh, mine is Sasha Lane in American Honey. Ah. A, the Sundance Darling this year. Hashtag. Right. Kind of, well, she was sort of. She was in the Hashtag winner. the three friends. <laughs> My God. Sure. Would watch a movie One about of the those greatest three trios. being friends. Yeah. All right. So this is best actor. Best actor. This is best actor. They're presenting best actor. Yeah. yeah. And Amy Adams steps up to the mic. She does. The nominees for best actor in a motion picture are a, a weirdly tough category this year. My sixth place fan was very close. Fantastic category. And this one year. where I'm surprised with how closely I matched to the Oscars. Oh, sure. I thought I was going to really divert. Mm-hmm. Right. My five are 
Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Well, that's the one no one thought the Oscars would go for until yeah. a month ago. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet in Call Me By Your Name. Denzel Washington in Roman J. Israel, which I also thought the Oscars would ignore. Yes. Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread. I'm sorry, Dan Lewis yes. in Phantom Thread. Thank you. Who I was afraid they would snub. Me too. And Robert Pattinson in Good Time. Cool. You really, really had me, and then we diverted, like, Ooh, interesting. ships in the night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I had Daniel Kaluuya, mm-hmm. Bring It Out, Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, and Denzel Washington, Roman J. Israel Hells Esquire. yeah. Just in Under the Wire, because I saw that movie last week. Roman J. He's great in that movie. That is one of his best performances ever. And then the pair of actors I have in place for the other two are the least likely for me uh, ever. Adam Sandler in the Meyerowitz stories. <laughs> And Ben Stiller and Brad Status. Yeah, mm. well. Mm. Uh, narrowly edging out uh, Noel Perez Biscayar. Great I performance say, from in BPM. BPM. He's like my sixth. Yeah. Wonderful. Great wonderful. I, will say, yeah. I have not seen BPM Good yet. Movie. It's my biggest blind spot of the year. Mm. You should. And I also have not seen Brad Status, which you have been telling me for a long time. I, really I would like particularly it. like. It's a Mike White movie. It's one yeah. of those things where you look at the trailer and you're like, oh, it's a Ben Stiller movie. But then it's like, oh, no, it's a Mike White movie. And it's a Mike White movie that reminds me of Enlightened in a way that I never expected sure. it to. And I obviously I, like uh, Mike also, White. Yes, me too. I also think Stiller was underrated in Meyerowitz, although yeah, obviously yeah. he was never going to be yeah. the because um, he's playing like uh, the sort of tightly wound character. Right, but still he's great. Uh, yeah. Sandler would have been my six. Oh, can I give, give let's mine? Get, let's get yes. David. Yes, uh, mine's a mix of yours actually. It's Robert Pattinson in Good Time, mm-hmm. Denzel Washington in Roman Hell's J. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. It's a great performance. It is. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya in Get Out. Daniel Day Lewis, Dan, yes. yeah. in Phantom Thread. And Adam Sandler in the Meyerowitz stories. Yeah. So it's just a mix. Yeah. It's, we're it, really on. We're just really a tough category cohesive. this year. A lot of great yeah. performances. I'll tell you, the other guy, it's been weak for a couple of years. Yeah. And this was a hot this year. Is a strong year. This is a year where any one of those guys I nominated would have beat my winner from the last couple of years. Sure. You know, it's like five performances saying, yeah. that would have won in any other year. Yeah. Um, my seven, I, I bring up only because I know he was right on the cusp for you as well. Klaus Bang. So good in the in, in the, the square. A movie I don't love, but that performance is he's phenomenal. Fantastic. I like that movie. Uh, I liked Charlie Hunnam in Lost City of Zed. Of course he did. Um, I liked who else did I like? Uh, I feel like there's another obvious McAvoy one. I mean, split, I like. I feel the, like Biscay from yeah. I think BPM McAvoy and yeah. Split. Uh, I loved um, the main actor in a, of After the Storm. Did you guys see that nope. movie? Uh, Hiroshi Abe. Which one it's was After movie. the Storm? It's like a Japanese movie. It came out at the start of the year. So oh, I didn't see it. You know, Hirokazu Hiro, Hiro Koreeda. Like I love Hanks in the Post. I thought Hanks I like was Hanks great in the, the Post. Really solid in it. Yeah, it's just not a character. I like Fastbender in Alien Covenant sure. a lot. Yeah. Um, there's yeah. another. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Stronger. Right. Yeah. That's the one. A favorite. great performance. Yeah. Now, can we get to the meat of the conversation? Sure. Okay. Because finally we can talk Roman J. Israel on this podcast. Finally. <laughs> talk that. What an odd little movie that I loved pretty much from. From beginning to end. I was yeah. very frustrated with the movie when yeah. I saw it. I hate the framing device. I still hate it. I That's the too. one thing I would the shed. The letter that he's writing? Yep. Yes, I don't like that either. That makes That's silly. it, makes it seem opening. like it all happened in three weeks, which yeah. just uh-huh. like I spent when on my first viewing of the movie, I was yeah. like, no, how could this Impossible. possibly be happening Impossible. in three weeks? Yeah. And you don't need it. And also, Dan Gilroy has this thing, and he had it in Nightcrawler too. And Nightcrawler's not a movie I really loved too much. Me neither. But. Where all of us, where he feels like he needs to create these like life or death stakes mm-hmm. in the in the third act that don't I don't think necessarily need to be there to tell the movie that you that you feel like you're telling. Yeah, I feel like the stakes are there emotionally for the characters anyway. So 
I don't know why their lives have to actually be in actual danger. I, I question the ending a little bit. I think the movie loses the thread on uh, the Carmen Jogo character a little bit, which starts out really strong. Yes, I agree. And then I think she kind of stops being specific in any kind of way. That, that movie makes just sense. has a lot of ideas. Agreed. It does. But a I feel like I but I feel like that movie is wrangling and wrestling with those ideas in an interesting way, in a way that Nightcrawler, I feel like, has a lot of big ideas that it thinks it has down. And it's going to tell you about some stuff. About yeah, the movie. I, I don't. And like there's that. a central idea in that movie that I find fucking fascinating. Is one of the things I'm constantly weighing in this world that we live in. Yeah. Which is, is it possible to affect large scale positive change and hang on to your principles without yeah, making yeah. any sort of right. sacrifice of principles? There is a scene in that movie where it's him and Ajogo when he first goes to apply for a job with her. Yeah. And he's sort of free associating yep. his career mm-hmm. and his sort of philosophy about the law and about social justice and he can't look at her and he can't look behind him at the little mm-hmm. shit who's like who has no respect for him already thrown some shade and yeah. and that's the one i hope is his oscar clip and i don't yeah. think it's going to be i think it's going to be one of the more like uh outwardly expressive but right. he's like he's barely holding it together in the scene I think that and he does not want to cry in front of these people yeah. and he sort of is and it's that scene was when I suddenly, yeah. when I was watching this movie and I was like, I don't up, know right? what this movie is. Yeah, and then yeah. you're right. Yeah. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Um, but I did give it this mixed review because I was so confused by the money in a bag plot. Yeah. Like, which just which sort I of comes love. in. But yeah. then, you know, the more you think about it, the more you're like, why not make it literal? I think that the ending is fine too, because he's making this like forties morality play. Yeah. And it kind of has to end that way I'm fine with, with like punishment. Yes. I do think he struggles to get some of his plots lined up for the ending. You know right. what I mean? That's yes. the thing. I'm yeah. fine with the very ending. It's like the 15 minutes building up to that yeah. finale. Gets I, a little I agree. Sweaty. He wants, I found out that Denzel won't eat bacon. So that's really? why it's the Turkey bacon turkey oh, maple bacon donut that's really interesting uh, I, hope I, read that's an, Oscars. I read an interview with someone where they were like why that specific and he was like well denzel it was a maple bacon donut but denzel said no no that's funny so that's um, another in the many many uh great food stuffs of 2017 yeah uh well i got a big category coming up okay later. good all right let's but go. um we uh miriam bale who was yeah, on, we were talking about it with miriam uh whenever we recorded right, the who loved it, episode. and i had seen it and just liked it and we were sort of getting you Mulling to reconsider it, it a little well, bit well i was and i was you already i was there i was like i've been thinking it. a lot about that movie yeah. um but the the thing i said in that conversation is i i will have this thing sometimes where i'm on the subway yeah. and i see a very odd person Sure. And I go, who the fuck is that person? What's and what life? does their daily right. life look like? And how do they make it through the world? Yeah. Not in like a condescending way, but like in New York, when you see like very bizarre people on the subway. Yeah. And you're like, what is their hour by hour existence? And Roman J. Israel is like the first movie I've seen made about that guy. Yeah, sure. Where you're just like in any scene you imagine that any other movie would pick any other character in that room to right. be the audience viewpoint before we move on from denzel i just want to say one interesting bit of oscar trivia that i find fascinating is this year denzel and octavia spencer both of them are the first black actors to ever be nominated two years in a row wow wow because denzel was fences last year and she was hidden figures yeah wow octavia spencer is also the most nominated black actress of all time tied with viola davis with three nominations yes Jeez. Um, and I believe both she and Viola... No, no. She is the first black actress to be nominated after winning an Oscar. Correct. Yes, that's it. Because yeah. Viola has not yet been nominated right. again, although one imagines it's quite possible right. she will be. And yes. Whoopi only got two. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and she didn't win at... She wasn't nominated she after was nominated, Ghost. No, right. yeah. She was nominated yeah. first for Color Purple. Yep. 
Um, okay, uh, some other uh, Pattinson. So obviously, Griffin and I love Pattinson. Love obviously, it. you do not. I don't. It's not that have I don't love the, the Good Time War. I don't yeah. like Good Time. I love that movie. I don't like that movie. I, I think it. Pattinson's good in it. Hey, but drink I don't from like this that bottle movie. of Sprite. <laughs> now, Ben, have you seen Good Time? So Ben texted us in a how about in a, bad time? In a, how about I, that? I hey, watch yourself. Watch yourself. <laughs> Let me hey, try and it's find. It's a good time. Let me try and find different people's eyes. Ben texts us in a frenzy. I was very mad. Here we go. All caps. How come no one told me about Good Time? WTF? I need to see this movie. What? And I replied, I figured I didn't need to tell you about a movie you're the star of. <laughs> and ben, Griffin, Griffin was like, uh, you know, you got to watch it before the blankies. So did you watch it? I watched it and I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because it, 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 it pushed some buttons. It fucks. It fucks hard. Yeah. It reminded yeah. me of my adolescence. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there's certain <laughs> things I can't talk about. Oh, and, you know, this movie, I think, portrayed sort of the life of a person who lives a reckless life. A scumbum. A scumbum, scumbum. baby. No yeah. consequences. Who yeah. cares? That and, you movie know, was good. It fucking, it fucking fucks. It, <laughs> those so directors, hard. Ben, made a movie uh, previous to that mm. starring your doppelganger. Heaven knows what. Caleb Killed Landry Jones. Caleb Landry Jones. Interesting. Caleb Landry Jones. As a real scumbum. Can, yeah, <laughs> Caleb Landry Jones had not done laundry before no, that movie. No, no. 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 Um, Listen, there's a certain level of romanticism to Sh- being sure. kind of a bad guy. Yes, but he and destroys he's lives. He destroys yes. lives. And but, I think the movie wants you to get that. And, and the movie doesn't let him off the hook. No. And I think no. the movie is designed to make you actively uncomfortable every time he's destroying a life. I don't think it asks for enjoyment, perverse enjoyment. No. And his character is just like a fucking shark. He is unstoppable. Anytime he like hits a wall, he runs a new algorithm to figure out a different corner to go around. And it's a character where we get very little background from him. I mean, a lot of it's inferred. He never really speaks about his emotions. Most of his dialogue is lies that he's telling to people in order to get what he needs at that moment. But there is such a full sense of who that guy is just in sort of how well-rounded Pattinson's performance is, I think. That is my stand. Do you want to offer a rebuttal? Um, Mostly, I don't know how a one of the directors gets away with casting himself as the mentally okay. impaired. Well, I have actually, brother. I, but he actually does a good interviewed job. him about that. Yes. He is good. Um, <sighs> There's an know, answer that I, I love the last yes. scene of it. I wish the rest oh, of the, the movie had earned great. that last yeah. scene. It and really, it, it, as good as that last scene was, it made me even more angry because I'm like, no, don't can't end it with something this like well done when the rest of it was. What have you heard, Griffin? Because you're pointing at me like you know something. Well, I, I think it's probably what they told you, mm. that they had originally wanted to cast an actor yeah. with a similar set of circumstances, yeah. and they felt like they could not uh, right. comfortably and safely— Couldn't do it without it seemed like they were pointing a, pick, pointing a camera at someone in reveling. And, that's well, well, and the other Jeez. thing I heard them say, which I think— But maybe you, cast an actor. The other thing I heard them say is that uh, in terms of the amount of like stunts involved and action right. and how they like to move, that's uh, they that's the be thing they talked it. about. I, I, Pragmatically, I, I moderated a panel with them and they talked about how like making that movie unsurprisingly was hard, right. <laughs> right. and how Pattinson, who I think is game for anything, and yes. he's in his indie mode. There was one time it was when he, they're wearing the bank masks where he was like, "How long do we have to do this for this?" This is very uncomfortable. Like, and that that was the only time he ever mentioned anything, but it's a lot of like running around New York city and like, okay, okay, let's set up the shop really fast. And like, you know, we're going to, and, uh, yeah, I think it was just a a trying shoot. I, I, you know, am certainly becoming less and less tolerant 
of not casting appropriate people in roles by the millisecond. Yeah. But this is one example where when I heard their explanation, I kind of felt like it passed the sniff. I think it's a fair question. Maybe in a year I'll find it reprehensible. But yeah. Who else we got? Well, you guys had your your boy Dan Lewis. Dan Lewis. Okay, Ben is holding up victory fingers in the air. (laughs) He's hungry. Uh, God, I mean... It's it's so cliche. He's the fucking best actor. Like, he I just so. is. But the thing that really jumps out to me about this performance is it feels like it is the most personal performance he's ever given. Not to, like, Monday morning quarterback, but I think that's part of the reason that he's stepping away from acting now is he has always seemed like one of those actors who acts to get away from himself. Yeah. And I think the psychological conditions of Imagine this guy. Imagine Bill the Butcher being a vacation from your right, <laughs> right. But, but he, every day. he conceived yeah. this movie with yes. a PTA. It was a little more of a collaborative effort, right. as I'm sure you know, Ben, because you yeah. talk to Dan all the time. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, so maybe he put a little more of his own uh, uh, relationship with people and, into and this. Even character. just the struggles of being someone who is that sensitive and yeah. that precise about your work and trying to also be a person. Yeah. Um, you should see the dress he made. It's <laughs> gorgeous. He made some dresses. He oh, made um, dresses. He like recreated. What's that designer? Uh, Balenciaga. Balenciaga. Yeah. Balenciaga. Yeah. He remade one of these like famous dresses of his. Did you see did the Stephen Pasquale thing? I did. No. Yeah. No. Absolutely. The Stephen Pasquale thing's amazing. Stephen Pasquale. Someone tweeted a photo of him. What was the play? A great actor, by the way. Great yeah. Actor. Very good actor. Um, uh, the Robert Bridegroom. And someone a long time ago, or maybe some someone tweeted last year. I heard a rumor that Daniel Day Lewis built the jacket Stephen Pasquale wrote, wore in the Robert Bridegroom because he was like going method for the Phantom Thread. And it's like a beautiful sort of leather jacket. jacket. Yeah, yeah. And Pasquale retweeted it with "Sometimes rumors are true." Whoa. Imagine getting the call where it's like, "Hey, Dan Lewis is <laughs> he's in a sewing mood and yeah. he yeah. wants to make you a jacket." And there's even just like, I mean, this is where the guy pays off because usually I don't care that much about like no, the method shit. Who fucking right? Cares? I don't fucking yeah. care. Give a good performance. I don't care what it took you. Right. Yeah. But there's, I, I saw the movie again last night, and there's a close-up shot of him threading a needle where you see how fucked up his thumb is. Yeah. And it is fucked up in a way that can only happen if you have spent 18 months building dresses. Like, even if you were just, like, the night before shooting the scene, like, let me pinch myself a right. bunch, you know? Right. Let me scrape the skin off. It's just, it's it's a very revealing performance in a way I think we don't usually get from him. And every single gesture, every micro expression. Don't talk to me. Sheik, every fucking line sheik, reading. That word. That voice is amazing. Oh, the voice is great. And it's just Nobody a fascinating fucking a Tinker's character. fuck. That, that, tinker's that, curse. That, tinker's, uh, no, it's a, a fucking Tinker's curse. Jesus Christ, what a line. <laughs> Nobody gives a fucking Tinker's curse what you think. <laughs> no, you know, I got a scoop. <laughs> no, it's, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Give All me right. a scoop. So, obviously the character hides secrets. The he of the threads dress. them into the dresses. Yeah. Uh-huh. One of the dresses in the movie, I had Dan Hyde bounce baby. <laughs> See, I Boy. want the fans if they can guess which dress, which dress it is. And please tweet at Ben, ben. Hosley with pictures <laughs> of the dress. Ben, do you ever hide things in our episodes? What's that? Ben, like like back masks? Do you, you ever know, sew like... little audio clips into our episodes? Yeah. You got to listen really them. close. You, okay. Things are particularly twisted, I imagine. Hey. Uh, all right, who else did you have, Joe? Um, who else did I have? I had Daniel Kaluuya. I feel like we mm-hmm. all had Daniel. All did we all have him? Yeah, he's so good. He's um, so good. And Stiller and Sandler, you know the yes. natural Stiller and Sandy actors who I always go yeah. to. Right. I'm very resistant to the to the Adam Sandler 
optimism thing where every sure. once in a while he right. makes a movie he and it's like an Sandy Wexler right. and everybody's yeah. like yeah except Sandy Wexler's an American great masterpiece yeah. of course yeah. yes a great film about Hollywood <laughs> the Ben most revealing and honest film about Hollywood of the last 10 years 100% yep given that <laughs> uh, I think he's so good in Meyerowitz I think he's Amazing. so good in and and I love him in Punch Drunk Love but it's yeah. a different kind of thing in Punch Drunk Love I feel like Anderson is harnessing that sort of Sandler thing mm-hmm. he he's does the energy. sort of volcanic eruptions in this too but I think all his, but that scene at the piano where he and his daughter played by, remind me of her name. She's great. She's uh, totally She was in that movie, movie Tramps. She, she's she was awesome. really good. And her sister's also an actress. Is that right? Uh, yes. I'm going to have her name for you guys in just one minute. Her sure. name is, is Grace Van Patten. Grace Van Patten. Yes. Who was also wonderful in that yeah, movie. Great. If I, if I had a, whatever, as is Emma Thompson, like every, every little performance. It's a wonderful great. cast. Yeah. I had she Dustin Hoffman. Dustin yeah. Hoffman was on my list until he, Got himself off. I uh, died until he died. Yeah. He's dead now. Yeah. Um. But that scene at the piano where Sandler and Grace Van Patten are singing that song, the uh, the Genius Girl song. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, this is such a great thing of like Adam Sandler does his silly little songs. That's always been a thing that we've loved yeah. about him from Saturday Night Live. Right. But this is different. This is an older, wiser, sort of a melancholy. There's a little sadness a little to that, but it's up. not really like it's not mugging you for tears. But it makes me cry every time I see that because there's a there's these little inflections that they give that that communicate this sort of long relationship between I'll, them. I'll say he gets like my my weird Holly Hunter award in not at all how the character is written, the circumstances he is in, but just in terms of behavior. Yeah. He reminds me so much of my fucking father in that yeah, movie. Oh, that's interesting. So much. Yeah, I met your dad. Uh- Yes, yeah. I would and, imagine uh, yes, that. Yes, I could see that. Especially the parking scene yep. at the beginning. I would imagine that a lot of show. people who lived in New York City for their whole lives would see a lot yes. of. The, the yes, parking scene, families. as someone who owns a car in New York City, really <laughs> yeah. spoke to me. That yeah. thing where you're having a conversation with someone, right. and then suddenly you'll have to shift into your parking mode, and you're like, what What the fuck is he doing? You know, like, and, he just, the, <laughs> yeah. and obviously Sandler yelling is such a yeah. magisterial thing to watch. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Or him like just like him exploding on camera. Best comedic yeller. It's incredible. Him and, uh, him and Odenkirk. Odenkirk. Thank yeah. you. Odenkirk's an amazing guy. <laughs> oh, right. Damn it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Why would you do that? <laughs> um, and then Stiller and Brad Status, who I feel like. It's a very simmering performance. It's a very simmering yeah. performance. Very it's a, good performance. It's, yeah. It's one of those. It, that movie reminds me of Enlightened. I don't know. I think he's wonderful in it. And it's it's another one of those where I want to make sure I'm being careful about not giving somebody too much credit for like giving a good effort. For the first time in a while, but it was—it's been a while. Although, a I, while. I mean, I think he doesn't. I, I think he's very, very good in the other two Bombback movies he's been in. Yeah, I agree. I think in all three Bombback movies he's very good. He brings yes. out great, you know, great stuff in him, and I think yes. Mike White does as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, Chalamet was he on all three of us? Chalamet was not mine. mine. Wasn't I, I, I love the performance. There. Yeah, I it's mean. just it's it's fucking it, it's the most interesting teenager performance I've seen in an incredibly long time and it feels like he's carving out an entirely new archetype yeah you know i mean with that performance in particular it feels like he is this interesting more feminine millennial james dean and i say more feminine only in the sense that there is not that internal conflict about fighting the emotions right right, right yeah right. you know the accessibility of those emotions um is is pretty breathtaking and uh yeah, that final shot, you can't argue with that. Well, and as well as he plays, you know, final talking about amazing. like yeah. playing gay and like whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a loaded term that I don't really want to touch. Yeah. But what he plays really well also is uh, only child of academic uh, Euro-American 
parents mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that yes. way that like and yes. again I have no personal experience with that well, but my mom just, is French my father's and I've seen a lot of movies yeah. you know yeah. what I mean and yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. The, like it, the the way that movie uses Italy I think is very smart in a lot of mm-hmm. ways and I think his performance is also smart for those very things and I think he so much of that character is about him sort of being in this cocoon of sort of leisurely Italian countryside yeah. life and this character coming and like snapping him out of this and sort of making him realize he wants all these things that he didn't know he realized and he doesn't know how to handle it. And it's, he also wins a family award for playing my brother. That character is <laughs> man. Your family's all over this, year's all over awards. this year. All right, all right. guys, keep going. Um, okay. The, uh, blankies chose okay. Daniel Kaluuya. Yep. Timothy Chalamet. They yep. spelled it. Whatever. Timothy Spall okay. style. All right, all right. You know what? List of people I've heard pronounce it Timothy. Yeah. Include Army Hammer, uh, Ansel Elgort, and Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. So it's I'm fine with calling him Timothy. Um, Robert Pattinson for Good Time, Danny Day for Phantom Thread, and Adam Driver for Star Wars The Last Jedi. Oh, they had him in lead? He's not a lead. He's not. I. It's borderline for me. He's not a lead. He He's not in the movie much. Yeah. I Like, he doesn't have a plot. You know what I mean? I think he kind of does. But What's his plot? His plot is Take Down Snow. Yeah, but he's he snoking for the first half of the blow movie. Blow that ship out of the this sky. This is a non-snoking zone. For the first half <laughs> of the movie, he's only ever really in Ray's vision. Sure. Right? Apart from that, we're not cutting to him. I but my counter argument is no one's elite that much. He's more object. What do you mean? Subject. There's two main, three main plots in the movie. Daisy Ridley goes to the island. Uh, John Boyega goes to mm-hmm. Canto Bight, and Oscar Isaac stirs up some shit on the ship. Like those are the three plots we're cutting between. I. Chewy, and he's not I in think any he's of those pot. I Chewy do, because I think there's enough pork. stuff on the... Yeah, that's true. Uh, hmm? Chewy eating a pork is another pork. True. David, he, he's uh, supporting those pecs. <laughs> another, <laughs> thing, another thing, and, and then we do have to get to actress, but I can't believe we did not talk about the fact that Ray's parents are revealed in that movie I know. in our episode. My favorite, literally my favorite element of that entire film. And insane. not only that... The episode it, was 15 hours it, long. It was a very long episode. We were very tired boys. We were tight, tight boys. Yeah, we were tight, tight boys. I... I in the uh, Force Awakens yeah. episode, you literally say, like, I, I really hope, I hope, I prefer it if it turns yes. out our parents were nobodies. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, that'd be nice, but I, I, don't, I don't think they're going to do that. Breath. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. because Abrams is dropping all these hints, and then yeah. that's exactly what they I do. I, I couldn't have appreciated that more, and we totally did talk Totally about didn't it. mention it. Okay. Your winner, David, is Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, it's a wonderful performance. Mine as well, which is why I held off on talking about him. Your Mine was Chalamet, but you guys talk about Kaluuya. Super strong choice. Yeah. Uh, the Blankies also chose Kaluuya. Yeah. I can't believe he got nominated because I felt like it's it felt like exactly one of those ones the kind of get performance ev- no one ever gives enough credit to. And it's yep. so internal for so much of the mm-hmm. movie. I mean, yep. obviously the hypnosis is his sort of breakdown scene, yeah. but even that he has to be locked up you know, like physically. But an like, incredible looking and listening performance yes. because yes. you're using him to try to gauge whether or not there's a threat and a thing he's playing really well and I think this dude just rules in general. Yes. Uh, great in fucking Sicario. Great in Black Mirror. Great even back on Skins. Oh, yeah. The dude My, fucks, my brother right? knows him. <laughs> Stop it with the humble brag. You should ask him about it tomorrow. Wait a second. Yeah. How would Joey know Daniel Kaluuya if what? he grew up they were, they were in the, in the same United theater States. program? Really? Yes. In the United States? But in, Daniel Kaluuya In the UK. The Hampstead Theater. Program. Why was Joey your brother in the... We grew up in England. Oh. Fucking idiots. Oh, my God. Um... Dude is great. He's wonderful. And I think the thing he plays super well, a very tough needle to thread in this movie, is the fact that he does not want to believe something bad is happening. Right. That sure. He's trying to. Right. He's trying to rationalize everything he sees. His skepticism. Yes. Yeah. Because the problem with most horror movies is 
you go, why are they walking into sure. the room? Of why course, aren't they that's running the away? Joke of right. the title. Get out. Right. Get out. Right. And the thing he does well, which I think makes the entire movie work, yes. is that it's a guy who goes, I need to get over my sort of skepticism right. well, and trust that people could actually right. well, respect he's me and silencing care for me. that voice in the and back then of his head. And all his worst fears are 100% accurate. Well, and yeah. also you're seeing a guy who every time someone says something awkward in the movie, which yeah. is often, you know, yeah. before things get bad, yeah. he's so practiced at like deflecting yep. it and giving the little smile or the sort of like, yeah, I don't know. And like, it's just so internalized him yes. thinking like, well, it's going to be creepy and awkward here because we're in the suburbs right. and like right. they have of black servants and it's That's weird. The scene and, that yeah. I think is his best is the scene with uh, Whitford. Uh, no, the scene with uh, uh, what's her name, the Betty grandmother, Gabriel. Betty Gabriel. Yes. Yeah. that scene is phenomenal. Yeah, she would be an outside pick for me on supporting. Same actors. here. You know, there's right. another outside pick I forgot to mention: Pom Clementeff. In Guardians 2. Wonderful performance. Very so, hard to play someone whose superpower so, is literally feeling everyone's emotions all yeah, the time. So yeah. much fun. I so much hope fun. she gets stuff to do in a I hope so Infinity too. War. Yeah. Um, Let's do Best Actress. So those are our winners. And the Best Actress coming to the stage now, Tom Hanks. Winner for Sully. For, for, he was your winner? Yeah. Wow. As I fun. said, any one of my nominees last year would have won. Well, Adam Driver was my winner or last year. Or any one of my nominees this year would have won last year. I know, year. I know what, what I'm saying. saying. Denzel was mine for Fences last cool. year. Performance. Cool. Um, the Three Amigos up on stage announcing the nominees. And the nominees for Best Actress are... Would you like me to go and give you a Please. second to uh, gather yourself? Yes. Jessica Chastain in Molly's Game. Rebecca Hall in Professor Marston and the Wonder Women. Oh, great performance. Joe. Salma Hayek in Beatrice at Dinner. Sir Ronan in Lady Bird. And Meryl Streep in The Post. And now Tom Hanks is going to announce five nominees very well because he's good at his job. The nominees are Salma Hayek for Beatrice at Dinner. Nice. Sir Ronan for Lady Bird. Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game. Nice. And Vicky Creeps for Phantom Thread. Love me a Vicky Creep. Um, it's like flat pancake. Yes. Yeah, and now Adam Driver's coming up to the stage, and we all know what his voice sounds like. Sure. I'm not going to do it. No. <laughs> How would you do it? Hmm. I, I, the nomin- I can't do it. It's hard. hard. The there is an impression. The there's, there's definitely Someone's something Someone's got to find there. that. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sir the nominees. Sh- <laughs> That's not bad. If I hold my nose and try. Good. The nominees. Yeah. Uh, Sir Sharonin for Lady Bird. Uh, Vicky Creeps for Phantom Thread. Mm-mm. Florence Pugh for pick. Lady Macbeth. A good pick. Um, Cynthia Nixon for A Quiet Ooh. Passion. And Kim Min Hee for On the Beach at Night Alone. Ooh. That's wow. right. Esoteric. Yes. I like the it. Blankies nominated Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. Great performance. Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. Vicky Creeps for Phantom Thread. Meryl Streep for The Post. And Rooney Mara for A Ghost Story. Oh, I, she's supporting. I yeah. agree with that, but I think it's a very good performance. Really, it's a good performance. It's, it's, it's very Rooney Mara performance. It's, yeah, uh, which I love. Scared Bird, so I love every Rooney Mara <laughs> performance. Uh, Rooney Mara is always a pigeon. She sure is. Who's uh, well, gauging how close you're going to get? Her, her breakthrough role in the hours as that uh, dying sparrow. That <laughs> yeah, the, the li- lies down next Can to I just compliment that. our listeners saying those are really cool consensus choices? Yeah, yeah. I agree. That's like That's enough well people had those nominations. Yeah. 
that they ruled out. David, um, what did I see Florence Pugh in very recently? Uh, the Commuter, my I friend. I sure did. And she was That's commuting right. away. Commute, commute, commute. The best sure film of 2018. Was. What's 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 crazy? And I remember talking about this with Richard Lawson after seeing Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Is like, how the fuck did she not get into Game of Thrones? Oh, you know okay. I mean? you're seeing this performance, yeah. and you're like, Good look point. at this star. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, how did Game of Thrones not make her play some fucking yeah. you know bread wench or something? <laughs> you know, like some yeah. poor, awful, marginalized <laughs> character in some tower. Yeah, that, you know, gets thrown off a cliff something. or something. Oh, yeah. God. Okay, so let's run through. Yeah, boy, she really <laughs> been like that. <laughs> Too bad she didn't get to play that role. No, I'm saying yeah. I'm glad that she like got to break out with fucking lady. What do you got, bread wench? <laughs> This is a Lannister bread bakery. (laughs) I don't know. Let's talk through our nominees because we have a lot of overlaps. We did. Uh, Oh, you want to talk Sersha first? We all had Sersha. We all had Sersha. Sersha. Uh, I mean. Good. uh, That's a good good actress right there. Good acting from a person who is uh, good at acting. Who is, what is she, 23 and she's fucking incredible? Third Oscar nomination. Like the most assured performer on screen. So fucking funny in this movie. Hilarious. That's the thing for me. I mean, I said Tiffany Haddish is the best comedic performance of the year, but Saoirse Ronan's kind of right up there in how yeah. much she lands every single fucking joke. And not even the big ones. Force. That That part in the supermarket where she just goes, come here often. And it's, yeah. and it's too aggressive by just a little bit. And but talk it's, about her audition scene. Yeah. Oh, everybody says don't, which I burst I out that. laughing. Oh my it's God. so funny. I'd have to kill your fa- fucking family. Yeah, yeah. Like all those bits where like as any She's teenager can anyone right. who's ever been a teenager can recognize where like, she goes yeah. too far. But yes. you cannot believe that performance comes from someone who does not have a comedy background. Yeah. And you That's cannot true, believe but she loves comedy. She McGruber. loves comedy. McGruber. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ronnie, if you want to get pasta dinner, I'm open. Um, <laughs> It's surprising that it's that funny coming from someone without a comedy background, and surprising it's that funny in a movie that isn't that much of an out now comedy. It's certainly right. a comedy, but isn't designed to be a laugh a minute. It's not a yuck yuck factory, you but know? It's it's how much a, she yeah. makes all those lines sing, sing without ever uh, betraying the sort of internal contradictions of this character who is struggling so hard to figure out who the fuck she is. Yeah, and she and Metcalf get a really good sort of like rhythm together. She actually she's a great scene partner with all of. She is. There's so many good one-on-ones in that yeah. movie. Her and Beanie Feldstein. Her now, and all those folks. Hedge. Talking about good scene Hedges. partners, the hedge scene. That's my favorite scene of hers. Is, uh, the star naming scene. No, the scene reacting. Oh, to Oh well, that's an incredible yes. scene where that, she just goes from being mad at him to just being like, yes. "It's going to be okay." But that's what I love about that movie. Is she's such a teenager where she will, she can do that. She yeah. can go from being mad to like totally forgiving someone in a second. Yeah, now, and the other way around. Well, in the phone call at the end, I mean, she. Sells that so well. It's the name you gave me. It's a good one. Ah, yeah. Uh, Sally Hawkins, Wonderful admittedly, a my favorite thing about performance. that movie. It's a technical performance. Definitely. It's it's very emotional, but I tend to go for emotional specificity more than I do those sorts of like, look, they had to do this and this while standing on their hands. Yeah, but the, she has to do a lot. The beauty of that performance for me is the fact that I think it doesn't ever feel gimmicky when it really, really. Could it could have, yeah. Um, and that I feel like I go through long stretches of the movie forgetting that she's not speaking because uh, sure. of how expressive she is. I yeah. love her as an actress, I do too. She's great. She's fucking Paddington's mom. Did you have her? I didn't, but she would have been in my top 10. It was a, as as is every year, my best actress list was like 20 people. It's a long. hot list, it's it's crazy. And I haven't seen A Quiet Passion yet, so I don't know. I seen that Quiet either. Passion, but I can rules. Imagine you guys should go her. see it. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where. It's a tough performance, obviously, because she's playing someone who's so famously kooky, mm-hmm. yeah. and she's finding 
uh, obviously the right angle to make her not famously kooky, like make yes. her a real person yeah. who just was 10% a little too much for everyone. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, for but for a lot of people. And like just sort of portray that very quiet receding that like, you know, if, at the beginning. A quiet of, passion, if you mm, No, it's like she's like basically in society. Yeah. And you can like you're just sort of gradually watching her being like, I don't think this is something I can do. Yeah. You know, like over the course of a movie without anyone like, you know, freaking out or breaking down. Like, yeah. I don't know. And movie rules. Terrence uh, Davis. Jessica Chastain's a fucking Stradivarius. Love her. She's it's one of those ones where you almost feel bad for liking it so much because it want it's created for you to love it. I think you yeah. just just be happy. It's like a roller coaster ride uh, for me. That's like that's, Aaron Sorkin the, the ride. Like, yeah. I could I've, there. I've decided to stop feeling bad about how much I no. enjoy the rhythms of his stuff and yeah. the way that actors can really tear into it. If if I was and in like so great. a critique, right? Where I was asked to give notes on that movie as like someone's class project. Yeah. There are a thousand things I could criticize it for. Sure. That having been said, I literally could not enjoy that movie more. Yeah. It's so I just, much fun. I, I fucking love it. First time I Me saw too. it, I'm like, so I'm going to love the next 25 times I see this movie. Because yeah. it's every, I can't I, wait I to also, watch that movie on TNT I, every time I'm in a hotel. I also yeah. want to stick up for the Costner monologue, which I decried after I saw the for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Partly because I was at Toronto and you have to see movies, you know, one after the other. Sure, and sure, I was sure. kind of like, wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. And... Then the second time I saw it, I was like, this isn't as bad as I remember it. Mm-hmm. And it's not as, like, basically what he's saying in that monologue is like, I'm an asshole. It's fine. Yeah. You know, it's that's what you just, it's good that you realize that. Yeah. Because you think he's saying, like, let me explain everything that's wrong with you. But he's not. Like, he, it sort of, it just sort of bends around for him to and be like, I, I'm yes. fucking kidding. I don't yeah. know the answers. I just know I'm an asshole I and saw, that bugs you. I saw Chastain and Sorkin give a talk back uh, about that movie the second time I saw it. And they, she, she gave a very good rationale for that, that I sort of bought in the moment. And I don't know if I necessarily do where she goes, you go into that scene, expecting her to expecting the dad to make, make it better for her. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. And that she, right. and that the fact that she's the one who ends up comforting him at the end of yes. the scene yeah. puts her in the power seat. And I'm like, I, I get that's what they were going for. I still think it's that back to back with the scene where Idris Elba spends 20 minutes talking about what a good person she is. I know. It makes it two really long it, scenes I where men I, I think say should be why she's worth it. Spaced out. And I also think the setup of Costner just happening to be there when she happens to choose to go to the ice skating rink is of course sweaty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I do think. We're to the point where like if you had told me he was a ghost, I would have been like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. I totally thought that's where they were going. Yeah. Honestly, because it seemed like you can't be this sloppy. Yeah. But. But, but, but Sorkin has the tendency to do the thing that drives you crazy when I do it on the podcast, which mm-hmm. is try to find the one internal conflict right. that every that other moment of that person's else. life. Yes, yes. Sorkin should turnkey. make a movie about George Lucas and his wife. A hundred percent. I would fucking give it every Griffey Guys, award. we're two hours into this thing. Let's okay. Do not <laughs> lead me down a Marshall Lucas path. Right. But the thing that I think works for this movie yes, that yes. is not intentional at all, I think it almost only happens because Sorkin is inexperienced as a director. Yeah. Is the character who delivers the monologue, the, you know, Rooney Mar breaking up with Zuckerberg, uh, Steve Jobs' lack of a father, yeah. uh, Billy Bean being cut from the team, is the character who we know is full of shit. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the key to the movie working, which allows that character to retain her agency and go like, that's just one guy's fucking theory. She's more complicated than I that. I think that's what that's, you know, to make that movie work. I and I just I, love I just movie. love yeah. the way she it's fucking so owns every single shot of every single scene without being afraid to be feminine. That she doesn't feel the need to be like a fucking badass right. in any sort of traditional way. Right. She's established this whole new way of being a badass. Yeah. 
You know, even different from like Ripley, the new Jessica Chastain, like I'm a quiet lady who just doesn't fucking put up with shit <laughs> yeah. is my hero. Who else have we nominated? Who else are your guys? Talk I, about scene partners. Vicky Creeps. Vicky Creeps. Yeah, you guys tell me about Vicky Creeps. Oh, man. I mean, it's like Rocky was, Balboa fighting against Apollo Creed. Hannah's, Hannah's Vicky Creeps. That's the only other thing I've ever seen her in. It's the Joe Wright movie. Right. Hannah. Right. Oh, she's in that? Yeah, she's the mom, I want to say. Yes. Mm, creeps. Who only is around for like the first scene. Creepy. Yeah. Um, she's from around. Luxembourg, yeah. which just automatic A plus for me. Agree. Yeah. Who's from Luxembourg? Vicky, Vicky Creeps. creeps. <laughs> Vicky fucking Creeps. <laughs> um, she's like the one famous person from Luxembourg right now. Yep. And in a few, you know, a couple decades, and, like, be someone else. Grand Duke. Yeah. Like, that's it. <laughs> How do you feel about Creeps? Because you just saw Phantom Thread. Um, she... She does all right against Dan. Yeah, man. She holds her own. She, she holds her own, for sure. I um, saw yeah. for the second time last night. I kind of can't fucking get over that performance. So good. Yeah, I mean, and just think about the intensity of just being mm-hmm. on set with that nut job. I mean, I love Dan. Yes. But yeah. I mean, you know, he's like probably in character and being rude just like his character is. Uh, you of anybody would know what how hard it is to sort of... Yeah. Oh, I would text him and he would him. just be like, don't bother me right now. No, I'm he in would, the middle of something. He would reply with, my character doesn't own a phone because he's from 1950. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he would Well, you've that. also talked about just how tough it is to play like air hockey against Dan Lewis just because of how <laughs> intense he is. Like, no one goes head to head with Dan Lewis and comes out alive, right? And there are a lot of movies about Dan Lewis locking horns with someone else, but they never seem his equal. And Vicky Creeps 100% seems as equal, if not his superior. The whole point of the story is that he's met someone who's... Well, when she plays air hockey against him in that movie, like, it's really compelling and it's it's shocking the way that scene ends. butter hockey. It's it's a movie that's just going wide. I don't want to fucking, like, unfurl everything I think is brilliant about the performance because it ruins a lot of what I think the film ends up getting to that is sort of surprising. But I just watched that movie a second time, knowing where it lands by the end of the story... And am just fucking astonished by every micro expression she makes at She's every moment. Face. Yeah. She's got a great fucking face. Oh, and she smiles. Face. And I get excited when there's a new movie. Story. With a hungry boy. Yeah. Uh, can I make a case quickly for Rebecca Hall and Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman? Great performance. She's Sadly, wonderful. a movie I Best sweaters. Seen. Not a lot of people have I because well, you know what? Released wide and yeah. then taken out of theaters. I was, I, was I, I think I was, right? Right. Annapurna really kind of buried this I, movie. I wanted to see bad. the movie very badly, but I think I had a flight that day. Yeah. That it was in theaters. It was yeah. a movie that they that bizarrely opened wide, which is something Annapurna decided to do a lot yeah. of this year because they did it with Detroit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I believe it had the like worst opening weekend in yeah, like, it the was, history of wide releases. Yeah. And so then that yeah. was that. Which is too bad. She's wonderful in it. I think the movie itself is good and has like it's a good great, movie. great moments to it. Um, but I think she is by far the best thing about the movie. And it's again, and this is the year after Christine, where she also probably deserved a best she actress rules. nomination and she didn't get it. So. Um, uh, great Hayek, sweaters. Just to great round it out. sweaters. Good point. Yeah, you guys both had Hayek. Yeah. I mean, I love yeah. Salma Hayek. It's my favorite Salma like Hayek her in that movie. It's her best performance ever, no question. And, and I think she, she, yeah. it's not, it's, she plays against type without playing against type, yep. which I like, where you don't yeah. feel like she's like, look at how different sure. I am being. Right. Absolutely yes. not. Yes, yes. Absolutely not. It, it, it's a very, it's a performance uh, that is totally lacking in vanity. Yeah. And I'm not saying that for superficial reasons because she wears less makeup in it than she yeah. usually does. She wears some real good mom jeans Th- in that there movie. There is a confidence in who this person is yeah. that is completely completely unchanged by her surroundings yeah. that makes her look very stubborn. Yeah. Um, well, she's so unpredictable. Like that's a, that's right. a performance where it's just like, you don't know what she's going to say from scene to scene. And that's what I love. A hundred percent, which is my 
gripe of the movie, the thing that leaves it off my 10 list is I think that movie mangles the last five minutes. You did the blanking number. You did the yeah. blanking choices. Right. Uh, yeah. I did. Their winner was Sally Hawkins. Um, I also, Kim and He, On the Beach at Night Alone. I know, I'm assuming you guys, neither of you have seen it. It's no, a no. Hong Sang Soo movie, uh, which is about... The, you know she. You know you know her. She was in The Handmaiden. Oh yes, and she's been in a couple of Hong Sang Soo movies. Who's this Korean like rom com director? Mm-hmm. But, but it's as you know his movies are as different as that might you know like it, it, he's not. He makes odd little comedies, uh-huh. and he had an affair with Kim Min Hee. Okay, after making a movie with her, and this is the movie about their relationship that they then made together. Yeah. Interesting. It is one of the best breakup movies I have ever seen. It is essentially about a famous actress sort of wandering around her old town and hanging out with people and them all kind of like trying to figure out ways to ask around what happened huh. to her because everyone knows. I did not know this movie existed until now. I hadn't so even heard so good. Of it. I love it. I mean, it's a good movie. I think it's not a good, f- if you've never seen a Hong Sang Soo movie, mm-hmm. don't start with this one because this is him like, it's a very inward-looking movie. Yeah, like start with something like yourself and yours, or um, like what's another like good Hong to start with. But uh, but uh, it is a cool movie, and Kim and He rules. You nominated her, I believe. I believe I two nominated years ago for her. The Handmaiden. I think I did. She, I think she made your list. Yeah, I had a tough time with both of them because I couldn't figure out category placement. And I forget. I think one of them. She's right on. right now. Wrong. Then that's a great movie. That's the one they made together. Okay, which is essentially. Two people go on a date. You watch the date happen. It doesn't go well. Then the movie resets, and you watch the date happen again, and it goes better. Oh, that's interesting. Like that's the movie. I like that. That's uh, cool. It, it's often his movies have some like odd little twist to them. Yeah, that's slight, slightly supernatural. Yeah. Anyway, uh, who else did you have? Do you have anyone else you want to shout? I've we did them over all? my people. I think. You did, all right. So who are our winners? Oh no, Meryl in the Post. Oh, oh so. she's good. She's yeah. pretty good in that movie. I mean, she should be on my list. I love that performance. It's my favorite Meryl it's performance tough, in. Many, a decade. many years in a decade yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. it's plus and she makes that movie and i don't think there i think people she's gotten so rewarded and she's so good that people now have and this happens to her a lot yeah. in her career where early 90s was sort of this it was just like oh we've all feel like we know what meryl delivers so we're you know, we're over it and then she has to come back with something that jolts people out and i think right. adaptation was a thing that did it yes. in the early 2000s yes, for sure and i was hoping that this would be a performance that would do it too and the yeah. movie has been sort of and it's inexplicably but, to me ignored but, by yeah. it's making money it's making money i think it, it's a movie that's going to be remembered i think so it's so and it's a good. great performance um, we, we talked about yeah. how fucking smart her underplaying of all her big oscar scenes she's it's so some watchable. of the bravest strategic work I've ever seen an actor do in terms of like, I'm going to go against every single instinct of what this movie needs yeah. at this moment. Who's your winner? My winner is Vicky Creeps. Love her. Mine is Meryl. Mine is Saoirse. All right. That's hey, a good trio. Look, I, I mean, Saoirse. fucking great. And then Sally Hawkins is the blanket word. Those are four good winners. It's a good it's a quartet of uh, yeah. actresses. Now, do we do director? We do, but I think we won't harp on it much because I assume we'll, it will be mirrored Are we by... doing screenplay? Original screenplay. Mm. Lady Bird. Coco. Phantom Thread, oh my God. <laughs> The Shape of Water, and Beatrice at Dinner. Okay. Adapted Screenplay, Molly's Game, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Sure. Call Me By Your Name, The Lego Batman Movie, oh. and Wonderstruck. 
Really? Yeah, sure. And I, horrible screenplay, in my opinion. The, the <laughs> fatal flaw of that movie. I think it's a very good screenplay. Mm. I think they're, uh, the movie doesn't 100% Did Selznick work. write the screenplay? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, he did. That's I the think, problem with that movie. Yeah. I think it's a very good adaptation, especially if you've read the I book, don't know if which I would feels necessarily almost unadaptable. I don't know if I would say that's the whole problem with the movie, yeah. though. I think all of the black and white stuff fails on a way that I wish I could put my finger on. I, I don't I, like any of the black and white movie. stuff. I don't think that movie 100% works. No. But I do think it's very well written and I do think if we were doing this I would nominate in literally every below the line category I mean it it's looks a nicely beautiful. made movie I yeah. think that movie is incredibly score. made yeah. scored shot it's my, it's my favorite score of the year I will say beautiful this, score. as long as I can't include Hans Zimmer's for Planet Earth 2 which I know is television sure. so I will not do that um, do television is not I do the ones that don't show up on my best picture list because I feel like that's you know all the best picture mm-hmm. stuff we'll talk about in a second Okay, your name uh, adapted screenplay I think is a great screenplay I, agree. I know a lot of people feel like that's a last year movie but I'll be talking no, about a, it in a little bit for, in New York it's a 2017 in New York it's movie. a this year movie mm-hmm. um, BPM well that shows up on my best picture list Lady Macbeth I think is a really good screenplay adaptation and Lost City of Zed is on my yeah that's screenplay. on mine yeah. Mudbound is my my adapted are Lost City Call Me By Your Name Mudbound Molly's Game and Blade Runner 2049 okay my originals are Lady Bird, Get Out, Big Sick, Meyerowitz, and Phantom Thread. Nice. I mean, originals like crazy stacked. Originals are very, very, very strange. That's, Never happens. Yeah, they're very few. Usually uh, adapted is like where all the best picture contenders live, and yes, this year yes. they don't. Yeah, it's very odd. Um, okay, best director. Sure. Yes. My nominees are <clears throat> Guillermo del Toro. Heard of him? Fan of the tech. He watches the tech. He said it was good. Really? Oh yeah, you told me. Yeah. For the fan, for the shape of water. Yep. Uh, no, for liking the tech. For Great. liking the tech. Guillermo del Toro for liking the tech. Mm-hmm. Humble brag of. Keep going. All humble Please, brags. I'm begging you. <laughs> Sean Baker for the Florida Project. Yes. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Yes. Julia DeCornau for Raw. Oh, very good. Sure. And Josh and Benny Safdie for Good Time. Good time. <laughs> That would, the part in that movie where they played that song was hanging really in a chowa. The most strange part of that movie. <laughs> uh, my director nominees are Luca Guadagnino for "Call Me by Your Name," mm. Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, mm-hmm. David Lowry for A Ghost Story, Ooh. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird, and D. Reese for Mudbound. Cool. Mine are James Gray for The Lost City of Zeb, mm-hmm. Sean Baker for The Florida Project, Greta for Lady Bird. Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread and Chris Finnellan for Dunkirk. Nice. Got more English at the end there. So I feel bad for leaving Nolan off. Yeah. Very I well directed movie. I knew he'd be represented. Very well directed movie. Insane movie. I, it just goes without saying that it's very much not my type of movie. We know it's yeah. not a great movie. I respect move. it be- deeply. It was my 11. He was my sixth. It's an achievement. Director. That's what I always call about that movie. It's an achievement. Unquestionably. And yeah. I would empirically like it if he won the Oscar this year. I think yeah. he's not going he's to. He's not going to. But no. I think that's kind of the most directed film of the year. Sure. I also think it's well directed. I do too. I think it is. It's very I'm not well saying directed. that. Do we have anything else we want to do before we do Best Picture? Uh, we forgot to give our Best Director winners. Oh, that's true. And James I also. Joe, yours is? Mine is Luca Guadagnino. Mm-hmm. And mine is Sean Baker. Okay. And the Blankies nominated Christopher Nolan, Greta Gerwig, Guillermo del Toro, Denis Villeneuve, and Sean Baker, and they gave the award to Nolan. Sure. 
Yeah, I mean the good. I mean it's a good batch this it's year. A it's batch. a good batch. It's a real good batch. Uh, it, it look it, better they did than a, the bad batch, which is and not a good it's movie. like a, not a good no, movie. no, and better than the new batch, which is one of the best movies ever made. Sure. Um, like we did score some sometimes. odds and ends. Uh, I you mean, know, sometimes we've done song, but this year is not like a hot song year. Well, remember me no, is a fucking banger. It's, it's last year was a much better song year. I would say. I thought uh, the Sufjan Stevens songs in Call that's true. They're very good. Good. They're very good. good. Uh, Never enough and Greatest Showman is the best song in that movie. Oh, Should have been nominated. Uh, my favorite song in the Greatest Showman is from now on. I don't. Oh, I interesting. Don't, I don't know why that. I really. Ben I'm is, a sucker ben's. for rewrite the stars. <laughs> I think that's the best number. It's the best the number. Movie. I think that's what I'm coming down on. Uh, like it's and the, the two, best stage. The two Myrowitz stories. Myron Byron is a very good song. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we're also forgetting uh, the the other uh, great song of the year, which is uh, I Found You, uh, sung by a seven-year-old boy in the end credits of the Lego Batman movie in <laughs> character as Robin. As Robin. It is very funny. Griffin um, Newman. Yeah, the only other things we've ever done are score and song. Yeah, I on. have... A nomination for the Putters and Murmurs. Great. Okay, because this has been a tough year for me, and it I is. want you to run by what what your choice is, because I've been. I only have bit. one. Okay. I figured you might have some more. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch. This is where I have Robert Pattinson in the Lost City of Zed. Oh, good Putters oh, and Murmurs. Young Putters. Fuck. Young Putters. Young Putters. Young Putters. Young Murmurs. Yes. Here's an. I, he is good. Here's okay. one I really think we need to mention is Agnes Varda in Faces. Places. Oh my god. Huge Putter and Murmur I veteran. Was, I was kind of angling towards her being especially incredible. Since- also. The nuns in uh, Last Jedi. Sure. <laughs> Great putters in Murmur. <laughs> but also, <laughs> fish nuns. Hashtag times up. A woman has never won putters and murmurs before. Oh, that's true. Right? Can we yet clarify yeah, for people? Explain it too. The putters and murmurs award <laughs> is the award. You Mr. think people Turner? this deep into this episode yeah. are like, what are they talking? It's previously gone. <laughs> just in case, David. I don't. You I, know. You're right. You're right. It's you're previously right. gone to <laughs> Joel Egerton and Loving. Uh, yeah, that was one. Uh, right. You had uh, Ian McKellen and Mr. Holmes. Right, and Timothy of course, Spall. Timothy Spall. It, Timothy Spall and Mr. Turner is the sort of like patron the saint incubus. of the category. Right. right. Uh, and uh, it's it's for the performance that involves the most, uh, how would I describe it? Uh, puttering around and murdering. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, you know, I'll, I'll say I had this thing where I retroactively feel bad. I, we gave it to Edgerton last year. But I think well, you were sort of casting about for like someone to have, you right? Know, you and were, I overlooked a big putter murmur, which was Mark Rylance as the BFG. I think I mentioned oh. him, maybe not. He we mentioned him in that episode. Edgerton is very putter and murmury in uh, it comes at night. True. So I feel like if I had done my work correctly last year and given it oh. to Rylance, I might have given it to Edgerton this year. You did a uh, a. Russell Crowe for Gladiator instead of uh, Beautiful I did. Mind. Kind but of so thing. I think this year Agnes Varda is winning. Yeah. I think the, um, the Putters and Murmurs. Do you guys won. see Menashe? No. no. The uh, Yiddish language movie? That's, I mean, that's a movie with a putter and murmur as its lead. Yeah. Cool. Uh, oh, Menashe also, Lustig. Yeah. Joan Didion in the Joan Didion documentary. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so I mean, just make it Richard Gere in, in Richard Gere in <laughs> Norman. Yeah. Listen, Hello. This is a category that skews old. Let's, let's sure, be honest. Sure. Yeah, let's be honest. Sure. But that's I did true. give you Robert Pattinson, the youngest ever nominee think, for Putters and Murmurs. I think that's a great choice. He's breaking records. He's the... Uh, Justin Henry effect. Now, if I can just give out some of the Bennies quickly. Oh, yeah. There aren't nominees. They're just winners for these, okay? Okay. For the Bennies. Pro doer, the person who's able to do the most efficient, sure. impressive yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ridley Scott reshooting all the money in the world. <laughs> True. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. You got it done. Poet laureate, actor who really kind of makes their dialogue sing. I'm paraphrasing some of these descriptions. Sure. Mickey Stahlberg for Call Me By Your Name. 
the tiebreaker award, ironically, was a, a dead tie, so there was no <laughs> consensus pick there. Fart detective for the actor who is, uh, I guess, most capably able to... Detective uh, fart? They give it to Laurel for Get Out. Mm, he does detect that fart I guess real fast. the most skeptical performance. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, the fuck master self-explanatory goes to Army Hammer for calling by mm. your name. Mm. Uh, we might have to add the peach eater to Ben's nickname list. No. Uh, White Hot Benny, which is like kind of breaking out the the barn sure. doors, goes to Timothy Chalamet. Hello Fennel for best debut goes to Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Uh, Dirt Bike sounds like it's an ensemble award for the kids from It. Oh okay. <laughs> okay. Soaking wet for literally just wettest performance. Doug Jones, Doug shape Jones, of water. Yep. yep. And and Mr. Positive for the brightest light uh, is Gal Gadot for uh, Wonder Woman. Nice. A category that will definitely be won by Paddington next year. Uh-huh. Uh, and then of course the close personal friend of Dan Lewis award for uh, being a close personal friend of Dan Lewis on screen goes to uh, Vicky Creeps. I thought you were going to say Leslie Very Mandel, true. but yes. Yeah. Manville. Well, she's sort of a sibling. You can I mean, give yeah. it to either one. Yeah. yeah. So it's just down to uh, your best pictures, huh? Well, we, did we do? I want to do my scores. I'm oh, doing yeah, my do scores. Score. Oh, you're gonna do scores real fast. Also, if I can just say, I laugh alone from the Reddit ask that we mentioned the blanky Discord group. I don't even understand what it's Discord like a chat is, room. But look for that. All right, all right. Enough with the redditors. I mean, I love them, but you know, all right. They've had their day in court. <laughs> They're gonna get so angry. Yeah. Okay, uh, that's best fine. picture. Uh, no, I'm doing my scores. Here are my oh, scores. Okay. Zimmer for Dunkirk. One tricks point never is that how you say it for good time? Wow, it's a fucking okay, yeah. banging score. Agreed. This electronic musician, Marianelli for Darkest Hour. Uh-huh. That's like the main character in that movie. Yeah, Daniel Hart in a Ghost Story. That's also the main character yeah. in the movie. Fucking my winner is Christopher Spellman for Lost City of Zed. That thing has the greatest score. That score like is like longing in a score. My nominees are Shape of Water. Nice score. I really like it. I think it's like fine day plot. Day, day plot. I think I, it's Valerian. I, think I watched the movie year. again and I liked the score. The score really stood it's out nice. to me. I think it's, it's a nice score. Yeah. This is a big grower for me because the first time I thought the score was a little too big for the film. The second time I thought it was just right. John Bryan and Lady Bird. I Lovely was going to say. One of my Lovely favorite score. film It's composers. a small score, uh, like, you know, in terms of quantity, but it's but very it nice. But it felt a little up. emotionally really large for the movie. Up. The first Great time score. I saw it and the second time it was just clicked perfect right score. there. It's perfect. With you on good time. Mm. Wonderstruck Carter Burwell very nice score yeah that, that's, that's in there for me too Johnny Greenwood Phantom Thread that's yep. oh five. I forgot about that that Ooh. may not have gotten in yeah, yeah. I mean, I've made it on my score maybe list I a while, fucked but. you on this one yeah it's fine Blade Runner's got some cool shit going Blade on. Runner's okay. it's tough to know what's original and what's yeah. homage best to adapted Brahms yeah basically yeah. <laughs> do you have any scores you wanted to I think out? you guys right. mentioned a lot of Wonderstruck Lady Bird Phantom yeah. Thread it's a lot of good scores. Well, you know, I got my categories. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Should we? Categories. Time for okay. Ben. Yeah, do it. He's been working. Okay. Let's do it. So I'm bringing back uh, a category from the first year, which is remakes. <laughs> this is the one where you made one of them fruit. <laughs> you made the Hateful Eight fruit. <laughs> yeah. So this is a category where I picked movies from 2017 that should be remade with either babies, animals, or puppets. Right. And then you decided one but was But also fruit. Right. fruit. And right. now now clowns, too. Okay. So Boy. number one, The Greatest Showman. Or how about The Greatest Show Baby? That's a cute little thing there, right? It's going to make so much money. Griffin's, Griffin's got a real Ben face on right now. Uh, number two, baby driver. No, no, no. Fruit driver. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? It's even cuter now. What's driving? I can't even like, what's track the, this bit. What's the fruit that's driving? Like, what's the main fruit? 
Melon. <laughs> melon. Sure. I would have gone melon. with a bunch of grapes, but you know what? A melon's good. Melon's well, good. you know what they say. Honeydew is the money melon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's okay. bio for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, number three, all the money in the world. Um, instead of Chris Plummer, you could have just done like a CGI puppet, and it would have been a quicker fix. <laughs> Fair. Right? Just like have like Statler play that character, yeah, you know? Uh, nothing. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> See? Yeah, you get it. Uh, number four, Molly's Game. So I feel like Sorkin should make a puppy movie. Puppy. Yeah. Mm. And then he could totally reference that painting of dogs playing poker. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. (laughs) And then number five, it's uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Everyone's favorite movie. Sure. What about about Clowns of the Caribbean, Dead Jesters, Hawk No Horns? (laughs) What? All right. All right. What else you got, Benny? Uh, There's a favorite of mine, wetter movies. Of course. The wet. The wet. The weddies. The wetties. The slickest flicks of the year. Slickest flicks of the year. Yeah, number right. one, Blade Runner 2049. That's some future wet so right can't. there. Oh, yeah. I, Tanya. It's frozen, but it's still wet. That is true. <laughs> and true. for sure, slippery. Quantity, yeah. a lot of it. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Dunkirk, everyone is soaked to death. Yeah. True. Uh, Shape of Water. I mean, that's just obvious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally, speaking of an Aquaman. Uh, we have my man in Justice League. Um, Cyborg. Right, yep. And, uh, and uh, it's also very sweaty. That is a sweaty movie. Yeah. Both in terms of the sweat on their bodies yeah. and the plotting. Boy, right, right. I watched that movie a second time recently. Did Why? You? Yeah, because I Why? was uh, with my friends. Did you have a screener or something? Uh, drunk in a hotel, and okay. they all voted to watch that because they hadn't seen it before. <laughs> was this in Toronto? Did you just rewatch this? This was in Toronto. We always watch movies together when my buddies and I go to Toronto yeah, to visit sure. our other buddies. And, and the, you watched that instead of a movie. The two movies that were voted for us, the double feature, were both because of how savage our dunks were on them on, on like the pod. Jack. On the pod, yeah. People said, now I need to see them. So was it the, a Book of Henry? Oh, was correct. the other one? We yeah. opened the book. We cracked open the it's book. It's like a Ooh. Streisand effect. Is, that a, is that a movie that holds up? <laughs> I'm going to say something insane. Okay. That movie, your brain starts warping and bending to it the second time you've seen it where you know where it's going, where sure. you're like, of course, that's what happens in the yeah, book. Yeah, well, of course, the, the you got to read the book. Like it's still horrible. Sure, but you're like, right? But then that's obviously what the next scene is. You stop being <laughs> astonished by its awfulness and just like, well, this is just objectively bad. Uh, Justice League, though, God, is that thing fucking sweaty? Very sweaty. Um, are you done with your categories, Brandon? Oh, you have I have more? a new one. A new one. A debuting. Uh, should have had Jared Leto in it. <laughs> Okay, number one, bright. <laughs> Very into this category. <laughs> yeah. Great Those first elves? nominee. Come yeah. on, right? Yeah. He should have been more like one bright. of them elves. Not yeah. right. How about uh, Wonder, that. just to kind of give it some edge? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not an edgy movie, Wonder. No. No. <laughs> so you just um, want to make it a little more twisted. Yeah. 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 Um, number three, Get Out. He could play himself just like a bad white person. <laughs> sure. Right. Right. Just Jared Leto as himself. Uh, number four, again, as himself, but as the baby in Boss Baby. Oh, sure. Boss. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, number five, Mother, where he also could have been the baby that gets torn apart. Ooh. Spoiler alert. Yeah. I mean, that's the one where I agree with you. I would have liked to have seen Jared Leto <laughs> in that role. What else you got, Benny? Um, okay, you know, honorable mention, good time because it's a scumbag romp. I really need it. 
uh, downsizing because people are small. Yeah. But then people are also big. Sure. Have you seen it yet? Future dystopian flick, which I love. Have you I seen haven't. It? I just told me all about it. To ben it. And he loves it. I'm yeah. really into it, so I will definitely see it. It's a it's movie a, that plays very well when you describe it, the concept of it to someone. I a lot better than when it actually plays out. Continue defending it as a gentleman's B minus. But uh, <laughs> that's it for me. I I'll, that's all? Uh, I have one last one, but we'll see if we have time for it. Okay. Uh, so why don't we just get into our Fine. best picture? He wants okay. the last word. Ben wants the last word. All that's right. that's fine with me. It's also two hours. We far, just hit time. two hours. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. See, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. No. Ehrlich has played this trick on me where we really when we're having dinner for Pacific Sugar guest David Ehrlich. Um, he did it recently where he picked up the bill and he was like, $600, $600. And I was like, what? And I grabbed it. And it was like $150. He's yeah. like, see, now you feel better. Yeah. It's great comedy. Yep. Okay. For best picture. Yes. Yep. How are we doing this? I think we go. Let's just each read our list out. 10 to okay. one. All right. Uh, sure. It. You can do 10 to one. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. You want to go first? Joe? Sure. Um, my number 10 is a movie called Princess Sid, directed Great by movie. Stephen Cohn. Just outside my top 10. Uh, it's probably the smallest movie on my list. If you haven't heard of it, seek it out. It's really good. Um, I believe it's on VOD or whatever. It now. is. It's yeah. on, yeah, you can <clears throat> and watch it today. It's a contemporary sort of coming of age. Gay coming of age sh- drama a little bit, but also just kind of like movie a, about a, a summer movie. A you teen know? girl and her aunt sort of like challenging each other mm-hmm. on some really interesting ways. Stephen Cohn directed a movie called The Wise Kids. It's one of my favorite little movies uh, ever. Check right. that out too. Number nine, Mother, which I know is not everybody's favorite movie. I don't know how you guys feel about is something Mother. burning in here because I smell a hot take. Ugh. I kind of came around on I Mother. I kind of did. Like you really? Her. I kind of yeah. like Mother. Man. I don't. It's not a top ten for me. Though. Yeah, I like the Mother exists. I still don't think it's a more good like movie. a top. I like the provocation of it. I like the fact that it had everybody arguing about what it meant for a good two weeks there. It was... I love the provocation of it. I just wish I loved it. It just loses me in the last uh, act. Uh, But anyway, it's super punk. (laughs) It is. Number eight, Mudbound. Number seven, A Ghost Story. Number six, The Meyerowitz Stories. Number five, Get Out. Number four, The Post. Number three, Lady Bird. Number two, BPM, Beats Per Minute. And number one is Call Me By Your Name. Nice. My order, I feel like I could kind of throw these movies in a bag and shake them up. Yeah. I, I don't even, uh, reading All this. All right, okay. you great artiste. <laughs> but I'm just going to read it, okay? Yeah, yeah who cares? Someone who cares? <laughs> Joe Bihar. She on your list? Number 10. Right. Wonder Woman. Okay. All right. Number nine. Your Name. Very good movie. Yep, lovely movie. Number eight. Good Time. Number seven, Coco. Number six. Maybe you should say it how it is one time so people. Coco. There we go. Number six, Phantom Thread. Number five, Raw. Number four, The Florida Project. Number three, The Lego Batman Movie. <laughs> nice. Number two, The Work, my favorite documentary I of the year by a mile. Hmm. And number one, The Shape of Water. Nice. I love how all in you are on Raw. I'm all Raw's, about Raw. Raw was really not a movie, movie I loved. I, I, I liked loved it. it. Uh, I had a problem with all the eating. 
Love <laughs> definitely it. bugged me. <laughs> Loved it. Look oh tasty. Oh my god, that eating. All right, number ten for me. Uh, Valerian and the City nice. of a Thousand Planets. David, did I tell you I saw that movie? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, it's good. I wish I, I loved it. it. It's a great you movie. know how much I wish I, I loved think, that movie. I think you'll come. You'll, it'll come to you in your own time. If they make a cut where Christopher Plummer replaces, no, don't, don't even talk to me about my baby Dane. He's so good in that movie. I can't stand Dahan. Both Dahan and Cara Delevingne would be. I like Delevingne. My top ten. Uh, That's, I think they're both very good. Bananas. No, you're bananas. Uh, you're a big I'm banana. A big banana. You're in his baby driver fruit. <laughs> Nice. I play um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know about that. Uh, number 10, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Number nine, Personal Shopper. Mm-hmm. Nice. Number eight, Call Me By Your Name. Mm-hmm. Number seven, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Number six, Get Out. Number five, Lady Bird. Number four, Dunkirk. Number three, The Florida Project. Number two, Phantom Thread. Number one, The Lost City of Zed. Nice. Lines. Yeah. Very good. Scratch my face. It's a very good, strong list right there. Lost City's been my number one all year. Yeah. You- I love that movie. It's <laughs> one of my favorite movies of recent times. It's your Lego Batman. I was just kind of like, yeah, well, nothing. I'll, I'll, I won't like anything more that, than that this mm-hmm. year. Like, yeah. I wasn't even really worried about it. And then I saw Phantom Threat. <laughs> that one's the only yeah, one where I kind it. of had to think about like, oh, fuck, that's so good, though. I'll yeah. say, I also, I feel like two years from now, I will be stunned that I didn't put Phantom Threat as my Probably. number one. So good. Like, because even, like, Inherent Vice didn't make my 10 that year. No, and Inherent Vice is like, a flawed movie. I like it, though. It's grown for me so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, I, like I just movie. think that movie's only going to expand. Uh, Phantom Thread. But Shape of Water is just kind of like, it's a very hard movie for me to intellectualize. Sure. And that seems to be the, that way. what a lot of people who It either, I feel like, totally say. works yeah. for you. If it doesn't yeah, work it for you, you're you. able to throw out all the complaints you have. I kind of react to it the same way that most people, including myself, seem to react to Paddington. I love uh-huh. Paddington. Where it's just like an incredibly well-crafted movie that reflects- About Sally Hawkins having an interesting relationship with, <laughs> with a, a creature. Human. Yes. yes, with great underwater acting. Yeah. Um, no, I just feel like it is a v- movie that paints with a very broad brush. It is not super complicated in terms of what it is saying. Its heart is on its sleeve. Yeah. And it's just about trying to find the decency in people, which- And it's got you know, a real cohesive vibe. Yeah. And I think that's what- like Del Toro is very good at. And here's the th- biggest element of the vibe. And it's just like he made a movie for me specifically. I'm not saying only for me, but it's yeah. like a thing I always wanted that no one is crazy enough to bankroll, yeah. which is make a children's film for grownups. Yeah. That movie really, I can com- compare it to Paddington because it has a very similar sort of like broad, primitive, <laughs> symbolic. Remember Fran Hoffner's review? Which one? Of Shape of Water? What'd she say? What if Lilo and Stitch was rated R? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It feels like that to me. And I I just, I love it. I love it. Probably Phantom Thread will be my favorite movie of the year a year from now, but. It's fine. I think it's cool. Your number one's Call Me. My number one's Call Me. I feel like it's just, sometimes I feel like it's a little cliche that like, and I feel a little self-conscious about like, oh, my favorite movie is the big gay romance, but like, sorry, like I am what I am. It's. Great movie. It's the most complete vision of, it just puts me in a place. I think the second time I saw it, which when I saw it with you was what really sealed it. I was like, oh, I still feel this sort of like weird floaty thing as I'm like walking out of the theater. I'm like, okay, that's that tells me something. That's everything that I like this year has been so very like rewatchable. The Post, I'll watch a billion yeah. more times. Lady Bird, um, Myra with Stories. Yes, Coco. I like Coco. Get Out. Um, but yeah, I think Call Me By Your Name is just does stuff with character and with place and, you know, leaves such a like, Leaves you in such a state. Well, those are our blank awards. <sighs> Thank you. Ben, 
What's up? You had one more category. Well, I was going to save it for an end as always. Oh, okay, fair enough. Oh, is that fine? Yes. I don't I know what it. it is. He's got some secret end no. category. So now, Billy Crystal comes on, makes a joke about how long the ceremony was. Right, right. Da, 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 da. Dark, driving Miss Daisy directed itself. Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Dick Clark production. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Dick Clark produced the Oscars? No, he no, produced the, the Globes. Globes. And we're, come on, we're not big enough to get the same producers as the Oscars. We're not going to get Gil Cates to but produce we, this. We, He's but, dead. Well, so is Dick Clark. <laughs> Dick Clark Productions. <laughs> yes. His company, The Legacy, lives on. No, I don't think we could get them, but I do think we could get dead Dick Clark. You know oh. what I mean? To produce it. We can definitely get Dick Clark. With like no. dead army archer on the red carpet. Exactly. And like it's yeah. just the ghosts are all there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, dead Dominic Dunn will write the expose. <laughs> I think Crystal would do it too. I think he just, he's just hurting. To I, do would, a, I would wait for him to die. For... <laughs> okay. Good. Anyway. <laughs> great way to end episode with wishing. No. For Billy. Crystal Billy stick hey, around. Hey, look, we'll rip Billy hard in a future bonus episode that Ooh. is bonus. true and whoa is he sexy we're gonna put him on ice i cannot wait for the redditors right. to guess and completely oh, gonna fail to identify what that episode could fucking be if this isn't a my giant episode i am not gonna be satisfied. god damn it joe figured it out okay and there there's whoa. one more bombshell i want to throw out Uh-oh. what because i forgot this was the episode where we want to announce it you know, we get people speculating about what miniseries we're going to we cover. We have to announce We have this. to announce it right here. It's true. What miniseries we're going to cover. What directors we're going to cover. People writing think, in requests all the time. I don't know about you, but basically now, anytime I tweet about a movie or a filmmaker. People start theorizing. What, at least one person is like, oh, can we get a blank check miniseries on that? Right. Now, we're trying to bank up episodes like crazy true. before Tick Season 2 starts, Humblebrick. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one should ever make a TV show, but I'm doing it again. And... Uh, so we are going to have most of our episodes for the year saved up. That's the plan. Well in advance. Yep. Amazing. But the miniseries that we will be doing in October. Yeah, like way into the fall. Yes. Right. When you're back. When I'm back. When you're back, baby. Right. It's the next one that has not been decided. We are going to do for the first time ever, Blank dun, 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 Check dun. March Madness. We're doing oh. a... Bracket. This is very up Joe's alley. A tourney bracket Mm -hmm. with 32 options. That's right. People that we've batted around. People that the fans have demanded. Right. No one that we don't want to cover. Correct. So if they're not on that list, that's why. Yeah. (laughs) 32 people who we would happily do a miniseries on. Yes. And a wide range of different directors. Mm -hmm. Different. Head to head. Yes. So it's going to be a series throughout March of head to head battles. Check our social media for that. I believe it will be Twitter polls every work week. Cut out for her. Uh, Angela's gonna do a the lot Twitter of polls work every for us. day. Yes. It's gonna do a lot of fucking head to head. That's true. I'm yeah. super here for this, you guys. Yeah. It's gonna uh, be It's gonna be fun. Great. God knows who they'll pick, but uh we have we'll we'll figure out. We'll the figure final it out. 32. I believe you have the rough list, right? I do. Yes. We have to we have to triple confirm yeah, it. Yeah. We've come up with a couple yeah, lists. We're cool with everyone. Yeah. Weirdly, even with thirty two, we're leaving some big people off. Of course. Um, but excited. There's a couple I want to ask, but I don't want to ask on air and have it be like, I want. I'll ask. It's fine. Okay. It's fine cool. Uh, Walt Becker's gonna win. Uh, <laughs> oh no! Thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. This episode wasn't as long as our last blankies. I think we that did a good job. Uh, thanks to Ange Fergudo for social media. Thank you to Joe Bowen and Pat Reynolds for our artwork. Uh, go to reddit.blankies.com or whatever the thing is for some real nerdy shit and also whatever the fuck Discord is. And, and also oh, check oh. out Emily Yoshida 
Mother oh, yes. of Blankies. Yes. That's yeah. right. She we got to talk about this. debuted her new podcast called Night Call. Yes. Maybe you guys could tell the fans a little bit more about it. Well, uh, she also has co-host Molly Lambert. You know more than us. You're the producer well, I'm talking. I'm talking. Know, you know. You're the host. You're supposed okay. to sell No, I'm, I'm talking. Like, yeah. I mean, Emily is the mother of Blankies, as we all know. We all know. And uh, she's going to join the Five Timers Club soon, in fact. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. Oh. And um, she has reunited with her Girls in Hoodies pals from back in the day. I don't know if you guys listen to Girls in Hoodies. I used to listen every week. Did I you did. listen, Joe? I loved it. Great. One of my favorite podcasts. So she's with Molly Lambert. She's with Tess Lynch. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a... It's the, it's on our network, right? It's, it's on an audio, audio boom. boom original. Ben's it's called working Night on it. Call. I'm the producer. the producer, and that's a really fun show. Um, I, I hope that everyone uh, gives it a listen. And yeah. look, if you like Black Check, you love EO, undoubtedly. Oh, e- yes, 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 yes. Yo, yeah. right. And and you like hearing yeah. friends talk. You like conversational podcasts. Of people speaking passionately about things they love. Especially pop culture and stuff, yeah. right? That's it's, what they're talking about. They talk about pop culture, sort of so like weird, weird internet, yeah. sort of oddities. Yeah. Just Tangents. Like, this is a straight line. If you like this show, you're not listening to that show. You're doing it wrong. That's all uh, I'm going to say. I agree. They're they, they taking calls, too? Night call? We will be taking uh, voicemails. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. And um, we will be taking uh, emails. Sure. And Electronic mail? What, that's imagine? electronic now? Can you imagine? Amazing. They have the internet on computers now. Yes, Whoa. they do. And I time. will insert that information because I don't have it in front of me. It's here. Two four zero four six night or night call podcast at Gmail. All right, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. And as always, my last category, the um, no thank you. Three billboards outside. I'm no thank you. I don't drive anymore, so I'm not interested in that. Uh, the best category of the murder year. on the Orient Express. Um, looks like LARPing. No thank you. <laughs> LARPing. Uh, darkest hour. Yeah, more like me sleeping in the theater. No thank you. Uh, Geostorm, a weather machine movie. What is this? The Cold War. Uh, yeah, nothing. Uh, the mountain between us. Mm. No, no, not between me. No, no. Maybe between you, but not me. No, thank you. The only person in the world making mountains between us, Joe. <laughs> and uh, Wonder Wheel. Sure. No. No, thank you. No, thank you. And and thanks to Ben for reminding me of my hot take, which I'll leave here. Oh. Oh, no. I ask this to the listener. Would three billboards not be 25% better if Regina King played the Francis McDormand role? Oh. Should be good. Think on that, motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you for calling the Burger Report hotline. 802-8-BURGER. Please leave a message with your FAMO type of burger and location, and we will try to put it on the podcast if we can. That's 802-8-BURGER. I was on Franklin Avenue today, and I saw David Fincher take a big old bite out of a delicious-looking uh, medium-cooked burger. Hey, Griffin and David. Um, A couple years ago, I was walking to my friend's apartment, and I got a text that said to look into Whitman's in New York on, like, 9th Street. And they said, look into the window and tell us who that man is eating a burger because we know he's famous, but we don't know who it is. So I walk by, I look in, and I saw Danny Boyle, same director of Slumdog Millionaire eating a burger.
Hey, fellas. Long time, first time. Uh, my name is Jake Sturdivant. Just calling in with my burger report. It was July of uh, 2010. I had moved out to L.A. Um, in April of that year, so just a few months before. And uh, the first job I got out there was at Johnny Rockets. Uh, my first day was I trained in the morning, and then they let me serve at uh, in the evening. So um, my first table I had, I walk up, and uh, who is it other than Jared Harris? And he was sitting out with a lovely woman and uh they were both very nice and he ordered a burger and fries and milkshake and uh it was delightful to watch a famo eat a burger love your show guys thanks for taking burger reports from fans burger report